You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are Acadiana's home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. The next cop in court. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Bail set at at least a million dollars for Derek Chauvin, the fired Minneapolis police officer accused of murdering George Floyd with a knee to his neck. He's appeared by video from prison. Fox's Matt Finn. He's charged with three counts of murder in the death of George Floyd. He did not enter a plea, and so far the former officer's attorney has not indicated whether Chauvin will post bond. And overnight, the Hennepin County Court approved the new requirements for the Minneapolis Police Department that prohibits officers from using chokeholds, among other reforms, including officers now being required to report any chokeholds. And in Texas, a public memorial was held yesterday for George Floyd. Thousands attended, including celebrities and high ranking politicians. Former Vice President Joe Biden met with the Floyd family as well. There's a private burial today. Leaders in some cities say it's time to move some money away from police departments to other social services. That will be subject to negotiation and the first thing I want to see it go to is youth programs. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio President Trump says there won't be defunding, there won't be a dismantling of our police. The president had a roundtable talk with law enforcement officials. It's primary day in five states. West Virginia was supposed to hold its primary in mid-May, and Georgia was supposed to hold the presidential primary in March and the state primary in May. Now both states are going today. But viruses and rescheduling and protests didn't appear to dampen turnout so far. As of last Friday, more than a million votes had been cast in Georgia, most of them by mail, creating a record number of absentee votes cast in the state. In West Virginia, more than a quarter of a million votes were cast before today, which was a record high. Now, North Dakota, Nevada, and South Carolina are holding state primaries. In South Carolina, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is fending off three primary challengers. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. The storm that was Tropical Storm Cristobal is expected to bring heavy rain and strong wind to much of the Midwest today. 
A St. Paul, Minnesota man is charged in connection with a fire at a Minneapolis police precinct during the protests over George Floyd's death. Brandon Michael Wolf is charged with aiding and abetting arson in the burning of the third precinct building. He admitted being at the scene and pushing a wood barrel into the flames. At the time of his arrest, police say he was attempting to force his way into a store where he was recently fired from his security job. He was said to be wearing items he had taken from the precinct building as it burned. A search of his home recovered more items, including a police-issue pistol clip, a riot helmet, and a police radio. Fox's Grinnell Scott. The University of Connecticut's decision to pull the scholarship of a soccer player who made an obscene gesture on national TV is okay with the federal judge. While celebrating UConn's win in the 2014 American Athletic Championship game, Noriana Rodwan gave the middle finger on camera during ESPNU's broadcast. The school initially suspended Rodwan for the ensuing NCAA tournament, and she was later stripped of her scholarship for what the coach described as serious misconduct. Rodwan claimed in her lawsuit her offense did not rise to the level of serious misconduct, while also arguing the punishment was much harsher than for male athletes committing far more serious offenses. But the judge pointed out she was the only UConn athlete who gave the finger on live TV. Rodman eventually transferred to Long Island's Hofstra University. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. The Koreas aren't talking. The North announces it's cutting off all communication channels with the South, officially over a failure to stop activists from floating balloons over the border with messages critical of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. There could also be frustration over a lack of progress in restarting joint economic projects and convincing the Trump administration to ease sanctions. I'm Chris Foster. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 79 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. An attorney representing 18-year-old Jonah Coleman, along with the young man's family, is looking for answers from the Opelousas Police Department. It's alleged that in October of last year, an Opelousas police officer beat the young man while he was in a room at Opelousas General Hospital. It's alleged that while no weapons were involved in the incident, the officer in question put his arm around the young man's neck. Now, according to the Opelousas Police Chief Martin McClendon, the officer in question is on administrative leave. So we'll find out more details on this story as it develops. Governor John Bell Edwards says that Louisiana should consider police reforms in next year's legislative session. Now, cities and states across the country are taking up changes to policing policy in the wake of George Floyd protests. Edwards says he spoke with Baton Rouge State Senator Cleo Fields about what could be done in Louisiana. Whether it relates to the selection of officers, uh, the recruitment of officers and their training, their supervision, their retraining, all of these sorts of things, it all bears uh, a close scrutiny. Now, Edwards says that reforms to the way police interact with the community are needed and that they're overdue. He pointed to what he says is a disturbing trend. I think anyone would have to acknowledge that the frequency, uh, the unreasonable application of force that's happening across the country is growing. It's unacceptable. Proposals to redirect tax dollars away from law enforcement and into education, mental health and other social services are being considered in some areas. Edward says he does not agree with the defund the police movement. 
When you invest in appropriate police work, uh, whether it's a sheriff's office or police department, you are investing in the community, but it does need to be appropriate. Now, the Minneapolis City Council recently passed a resolution on a veto-proof majority to disband the Minneapolis Police Department following the death of George Floyd. Well, the second week of the legislative session, well, it's been pretty busy. Lawmakers trying to dig into all of the different aspects of the budget and some of the other issues that are facing lawmakers this go-round. But the special session that started last Monday, according to Jeremy Alford with LawPolitics.com, he says he's been surprised that in some aspects of it, it's been kind of a slow session. So it was pretty amazing because the agenda had 41 items on it. This is subject material that lawmakers can file bills on. But as of earlier this week, there weren't even that many bills filed. Now, he says the House Appropriations Committee has already advanced the budget to the House floor for more debate, but the spending plan does not take into account potential tax breaks for businesses that will mean less revenue for the state of Louisiana. Now, he says that as far as that goes, legislation that would change unemployment qualifications says there's also legislation for that as well. A lot of folks are trying to to reopen their businesses and to get furloughed employees back. And I think we're going to see some proposed policies that that address that as well. Alfred expects this to be the start of a bitter bipartisan brawl over the prospect of tax cuts, even while the state is facing revenue shortfalls right now. He says that there are a lot of comments going around. He points to one from Baton Rouge representative Ted James. He told the Associated Press that Republican lawmakers have hijacked the session with these tax proposals. Now, the special session is set to end on June 30th. A new LSU study that polled 757 people indicates that 42% of residents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. 23% know someone who has died from the disease. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says it is a testament to just how widespread the impact of the virus has been on our residents. Not just people who have directly themselves contracted the disease, but those of us who who know or connect to people who have. Now, Louisiana's black population has seen a disparity in the way it's impacted by the virus. Henderson says that is echoed in the survey as those in the black community are more likely to know someone with the disease than the overall baseline of people that they serve. The share of black Louisiana residents, it's about half who personally know somebody in their lives who's tested positive. Um, and that's about 10 percentage points lower for, for white residents. Now, 40 percent of black residents know someone who has died from complications of COVID-19 compared to 17 percent of white residents. It's the second polling of the group, which was first polled in mid to late April and again from May 20th through June 1st. 62 percent indicate they now wear face coverings when in public compared to 48 percent in April. But Henderson says people are slow to get back out of their homes. 71 percent say they're still staying at home compared to 81 percent back in April. It's not been an overwhelming response to the reopening that individuals are just out flooding stores and businesses across the state. Now. He says that a majority of the residents say they're uncomfortable with activities outside of the home with a feeling of unease about air travel at about 77 percent, attending large sports or entertainment events at 75 percent and eating out at restaurants at 60 percent. However, most respondents feel comfortable about going to the grocery store at 67 percent, going to parks at 63 percent and visiting friends 
at 58%. Well, the UNO Transportation Institute wants residents to fill out a survey detailing what they would like to see from a hypothetical Baton Rouge to New Orleans passenger rail service. Research associate Tara Tolfer says that the survey asked commuters along the route in Gonzales, Laplace, and Jefferson Parish how or if they would use a system like that. So if you have folks who are getting off a train there, how do they then get to where they're trying to go? Now, she says rail service between the two locations is highly limited at the moment. A 2010 survey indicated 39,000 riders a month may use the proposed system in the short term were it to be built. But Tolfer says that those numbers could change should the proposed stop-offs actually be built. Just based on, you know, where those station locations are proposed for, what kind of ridership can we really expect in a way that goes a little bit beyond what the sort of broad guesses were for the previous feasibility study? Now, the study of that one indicated that up to 135,000 riders a month could use the system if the price and speed were adequate. Atelfer says they plan to use this data to further refine the Baton Rouge to Nola passenger rail concept. The data will be incorporated into a more comprehensive report in the future. If this is something that the state decides to pursue, here are the factors that we think are going to make it a success that they should be considering and planning for as they move forward. Now, the survey takes about 15 minutes. You can find it at the UNO TI's Facebook page. LSU football begins off-season workouts today as the national champs can lift weights and perform conditioning drills on campus for the first time since spring practice was halted in March. LSU strength and conditioning coach Tommy Moffitt says about 85% of the players stayed in great shape. Says over the next two weeks, they'll do three days a week of hard training and two days of functional training on specific muscle groups. We're going to get a really, really good indication of who's in shape, who's almost in shape, and who's not in shape. Um, And then once we find that out, we will train uh, beginning week three, we will train those groups differently. And Moffitt says there will be different groups of players in the weight room until the middle of the afternoon says most of their student athletes will also take summer online classes. If allowed, there will be some player-led practices, but we don't still, we don't have, we don't have any type of solid information if that's going to be possible. So we're still looking at some things and then the coaches will have their Zoom meetings in the afternoon. So there's still a lot of stuff that has to go on in the afternoons between academics football soon and if allowed player-led practices and moffitt says sanitation and disinfectant equipment they're all their stuff is state-of-the-art you could eat off the floor in this place it is so clean uh, we have a product called decon 7 we have these uh high pressure electrostatic aerosol sprayers that are hooked to compressors and it's unbelievable what we're able to do uh and i'm fired up because at first it sounded like we were going to have spray bottles and towels cleaning this facility it's coming up now on 614 news brought to you by albertson's earn points for gas savings simply by shopping at your local albertson's then you can redeem rewards at chevron stations Now, restrictions and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to albertsons.com forward slash rewards.
Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. We'll start to get back to normal here in the weather world across Acadiana. We'll get the winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers a little later on today. Maybe a thunderstorm or two in the later parts of the afternoon. Overnight lows drop down into the upper 70s. Pretty typical summer night coming up for south Louisiana this evening. And more showers on the way for tomorrow. In fact, a front going to be swinging across the area tomorrow afternoon could see some uh, showers popping up a 40 percent chance for rainfall then for your wednesday looking ahead towards the end of the week drier air actually works its way into the forecast good looking weather coming up and a little cooler in the mornings for both thursday and friday from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpal so right now 79 degrees here at the kpal studios our weather update brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Find out more. Visit tjmartell.org to find out information. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening with our traffic at this hour. Well, fortunately, we do have an all clear no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. So just make sure that you're buckling up and then keeping it safe out there today. Our traffic update brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public account. This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder and Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder and Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. Hello. Okay, hold on. Hold you, on. Let's see. Okay. This is my first time on this space shuttle. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. It, it right, should good. be known to all who wonder, Rob Kirkpatrick is having the most Monday that you could possibly have for a Tuesday. The Monday is Tuesday ever. Yeah. Okay. It, it started rough. before the sun came up, realizing yeah. when I was a mere 40 seconds. 40 seconds. Away people. from my parking spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. That I had my wife's keys in my pocket. Ooh, 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 and I, it's weird because I'm just kind of riding along. Sure. Uh, what, I'll be honest. What's going through my mind is, nope, not stopping to get breakfast this morning. Right? Go Rob. We don't do that. Nope. I'm not stopping at the gas station to get white donuts and orange juice. Right. Nope. No Rob. You're going to go to Barney work. He doesn't eat that anymore. Yes. You're going to have a protein shake at work and you got your little pills that you got to take and your vitamins. Yes. And you're doing good today. Right. And then I feel in my pocket, Uh-oh. and I think, interesting, hmm. why aren't my keys in the ignition? Which is funny that that was my first thought, because you got to put the key in, clearly. Right, okay. And I pull them out. Uh-huh. Actually, I kind of felt the remote in my pocket and felt it was the shape <laughs> of my wife's car. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> so I had to call Bernie first thing, by the way, and say, hey, sorry, uh, major party foul, <laughs> but I need to go back home now Oops. for the keys. Anyways. It'll be all right. It is. It's going to be fine. Um, I will tell you, it's about 90% humidity in this room. I don't know what it is. Did someone break a window in here? I don't know. It's 79 degrees outside, but Mm -hmm. it feels like it's about 84 in here. I just think there's so much humidity, there's nothing an air conditioner can do. Well, I'll tell you, I stepped out. Okay, so after all that stuff, ran back home. But you know what? One thing that I could have happened that didn't happen is I thought about the alarm. 
So uh, I didn't go all the way back inside. So I just put the keys right there in the garage. Yep, yep. Sent okay. a little text saying, hey, when you start hey, to look for your the keys, way, they're right outside. Here's what um, I did. I stole these. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get back here, and I stepped out of the car. Uh-huh. And I was just about as thankful as I have always been. Yep. For the folks at La Hay. Yes. Because... No glasses. 25 years Ooh. of being in that cold air conditioning. Yes, and, indeed. And I like it blowing on my face. If right. I can make part of my cheek where I can't feel it because it's that cold. Right. That's a, that's a it's win. It's optimal for you. I, and so I, I understand I like this. the air. But yeah. normally what that means is it makes your glasses cold. You step out into sure. the hot humidity and they fog up and, you know, whole deal. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Stepped right I, out. I, I. So maybe if that's your deal, uh-huh. if that's your problem today... <laughs> As you walk from your house to your car, from your car into your office. Yeah, I think you're right on there. You need to call Might need to call the people alive. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I mean, it's one of those benefits I didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. There were all these things, you know, all these kind of pros and cons. I mean, the the con list was very low. Like, what happens if something goes wrong? Right. Just all that kind of stuff. Well, you you, were in good hands. Yes. But then you look at the positive side and you're like, I can see my kids when we swim. I can wear sunglasses whenever I want. I won't have fogged up glasses on mornings like this. Right. So, anyway. Nice. It was nice. It was beautiful. Uh, um, people in the national sphere. Yes. Um, in this conversation about police brutality. Yeah. The defund the police movement, which I have questions about. Um, so do a lot of other people. Yeah. Joe Biden's backing off of it now. Well, and um, here's the deal. It's it's just like, I mean, I, honestly, I wish that all these political parties mm-hmm. would look and see what happens when you try to get rid of something without a replacement. Look right. what happened with Obamacare, mm-hmm. which we still have in some form of fashion. You know, some of the penalties for not having it are gone and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. guess why it kept failing? Because there was no logical thing to replace it with. Right. So you've insured all these people. And then... What are you going to do? You have to have a way off. You have to have an off-ramp, okay? So there's no off-ramp, except there are a lot of stories where they have done it. Some have been successful. Some have not. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I'm reading in the New York Post, and the two words, New Iberia, oh. are in there. Tell because me. they were, well, they were comparing all these different places. New Iberia, one, disbanded their police department in favor of the sheriff's office. Right, remember that? Crime happened? went up. Now it's all back. It's back. Mm -hmm. Crime has gone down. Mm -hmm. Then they talk about a place where it has worked. Camden, New Jersey. Uh Camden, New Jersey had similar issues. They had similar strife with the community, the Uh police in general. But it was one of those situations where you had a sheriff as well. Right. You had other forms. Now, you know, New Iberia was all about the finances, though. That's what the real deal was. Correct. Yes. Um, And and. I don't even think it even got even that deep into the story I was reading. Just saying places that did away with it and came back with it Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny because when I first heard about this, the Minneapolis thing, dismantling the the police department, my first thought was, who's ever done this before? I mean, has it ever been done before in a situation where, you know, you do have a community like this? So once again, Mm -hmm. I called up to my peeps in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the ultimate sources, okay? Because they live right south of the city. Sure. But he grew up there forever. He was kind of like, not that big of a deal here because Minneapolis, in effect, has, you know, has shrunk to be so small because all these area municipalities around it have their own. Yeah. So when you talk about Minneapolis, 
the, the Twin Cities is a big area. You know, that's like their big metro area. Right. But when you talk about what Minneapolis police have, it's actually a small area, which is different than the St. Paul police, mm-hmm. different than the Bloomington police. You know, I mean, and it's all kind of together. So it's sort of like it is it's not the only department there. You know, I think right. the lawlessness question will be like you said, with with Joe Biden kind of backing up, off on it. I think everyone realizes you can't do that. You know, now you want to reform some things. You want to, you know, do different yeah. things. I think you're going to have support for that. So we'll just have to see what happens. But anyway, so keep on watching that and see what happens. I did think the argument was dumb. Or it was the um, there was a reporter who asked a question to one of the city council members who voted in favor of this. And obviously, um, there there is a lot of thought that it would take a vote of the people to actually do this. It couldn't just be an ordinance. I think you know, that's how it's, it works there. What I read. Um, So, um, yes. Okay. So they asked this city council member that. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? Well, it was a she. And she said, because here's the question from the reporter. So what do you do in the middle of the night when someone breaks into your house? What do you call? Who do you call? Oh, is this the answer I think that I heard yesterday? And I'm like, "Um, no. And it was, the answer was something to the effect of, to think you can just call the police in the middle of the night because your house gets broken into comes from a place of privilege. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it's taxpayer funded. That's yeah, what you pay. You it's call just like the, it's like the fire department. You yeah. pay the fire department through tax dollars. Wow. So, mm, you know, yeah. and I think the point she was trying to make is maybe not every household feels comfortable calling right, 911 right. in that sort of situation. It. I, get, I that. get what she's I, saying. Mm. But to say, okay, so let's just deal with the problem. That that would lead me see, and that's why, you know, in those press conferences, that's why I try not to get tangled up. Because then my follow up question would be: Do we have police officers who are not responding to calls in black neighborhoods? Because if that answer is yes, well, then you have another disciplinary problem. You right. know what I'm saying? Like but that's there'd be no way that that would be happening, at least in my mind. If it was. Then it's you obviously are not service. doing your job. Right. So that's right. that is sure. another problem with the police department. Sure. You know, but so we don't even have any hint that that is an existing issue. You'd have to say, show me one time that it happened. Right. Show me a, fu- a house burning down in the middle of the night just because it was in a bad part of town and no one responding. Right. I, don't, I just. It's not I've never seen that happen in my experience, but send me examples. I'd love to see if that's the case. So anyway, the debate rages wow. on. It is. It's an ongoing debate. All right, 627 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Quick break here. We're back with more Acadiana's Morning News. And after the bottom of the hour news, the KPL topic train. All right. We'll do a little bit of that. Okay. On this big Tuesday morning, it's cloudy outside. It's humid. We'll get up to Ooh. what? What? Yeah. We're. I just now picked up Dave's forecast that I haven't looked at yet because. We should have had our sleeveless shirts on today. I don't do sleeveless. I don't either, but it sounds funny, you know, because the sun's out, so the guns will be out. There's just not a gun, though, for me. It might, it's just like the bag I the guns some, go in, you know? I got some flab. All right, 92 degrees tonight, <laughs> or today is your high. Oh, my, I'm going home today. All right, hit the commercial. Like, oh, we're back with bye. more after this. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now. By calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 
800-232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. 633, 79 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. George Floyd, the unarmed black man who died in Minneapolis police custody, is being laid to rest today in Houston, Texas. Fox's Casey Stiegel has more on the story. A long list of dignitaries are expected to be in attendance today. Some of them will be speaking. We're also going to see a videotaped message from former Vice President Joe Biden. You know, there were some rumors that he might actually be at the service in person today. That's not the case. He did meet privately with the family yesterday in Houston as more than 8,000 people or so from the community showed up here to the Fountain of Praise Church in Houston to pay their respects to George Floyd and his family. Wearing masks and gloves, mourners filed by the open casket, many praying, shedding tears. Some drove from states away. Most had never even met George Floyd, a man who has now become a symbol of racial injustice in America. Now, the funeral service today is not open to the public, but it will be televised. Organizers say the service will last a little more than three hours. President Trump says he is not for defunding police, despite calls from protesters. Fox's Kevin Cork has the story. Appalled. That's how White House officials describe the president's reaction to what appears to be building momentum, at least in some corners of the country, to defund the police. The president's Twitter feed spelled out his thoughts succinctly. Law and order, not defund the police, it read. A nod, perhaps, to the day's White House roundtable with law enforcement officials. There won't be defunding. There won't be a dismantling of our police. And... Uh, There's not going to be any disbanding of our police. The comments come on the heels of the Minneapolis City Council announcing Sunday that it would disband the city's police force in the wake of George Floyd's death and longstanding issues with police conduct. In other headlines today about this issue, Democrats are looking to try and control the narrative on legislation over police reform. Fox's Chad Pergram explains. Defunding the police is superseding the bill that they rolled out about police reform. And they're talking about what's not in the bill. Remember that defunding the police is not in this particular piece of legislation. And that could confuse voters this fall. Now, President Trump said that there's not going to be any disbanding of the police. And the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell called this all, quote, outlandish. Now, defunding the police could be a problem for Democrats. Democrats performed well in the suburbs among women and swing voters in 2018. But defunding the police fractures the Democratic coalition between moderates in the suburbs and urban liberals. Now, cities like New York City and Seattle are looking to begin defunding their police forces. On local headlines, an attorney representing 18-year-old Jonah Coleman, along with the man's family, are looking for answers from the Opelousas Police Department. It is alleged that in October of last year, an Opelousas police officer beat the young man while he was in a room at Opelousas General Hospital. 
It's alleged that while no weapons were involved in the incident, the officer in question put his arm around the young man's neck. Opelousas Police Chief Martin McClendon confirming that the officer in question is on administrative leave. Well, Governor John Bell Edwards says that police reforms are needed, but he does not support the movement to take tax dollars away from law enforcement agencies. And here is more on that story. Signs and chants of defund the police have become more common in George Floyd protests, and some cities are even considering it. But I'm not here to advocate defunding police departments. I mean, we still have crime out there. Edwards says he recently spoke with Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields, who he says is planning on introducing police reforms in next year's legislative session. And I also hope that we can achieve broad consensus that action is necessary and what that action should look like, because we need to do this in a responsible way. I'm Matt Doyle. As protesters continue to demand changes in policing policy, Baton Rouge Mayor Sharon Weston Broom says the city's police union there has been an obstruction to reform within the department. Broom saying that the union's problem is that it protects bad apples. As you try to remove those people in law enforcement who shouldn't be there, many times the union is an obstruction to weeding out the bad cops. Now, the Baton Rouge Police Union defended Officer Blaine Salamone in the wake of the Alton Sterling shooting. And Broom has previously expressed frustration with their resistance to post-Sterling police reforms. Now, Broom says they need greater flexibility to identify and remove bad cops from the department. And she says the union makes that difficult to do. When you look at some individuals and you look at the list of complaints maybe that have been brought up by challenges, we've got to get a balance here. Now, Broom says cops with traceable records of alarming behavior are often the ones victimizing their communities. We can't have a dual institution where some are protected and served and some are not, are treated unequal. The Minneapolis City Council announcing the veto-proof support for moving ahead with dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department. Broom says they have no plans to pursue a similar policy in Louisiana. Well, the pace of the special session, it will sort of ramp up this week. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says lawmakers were slow to start the session, not even filing enough bills to match the 41 items on the agenda. He says the budget, though, is set to take center stage. I think they're going to try to, to, to get that underneath their belt pretty quickly. Along with sought-after changes to unemployment to push workers off unemployment rolls and back into the workforce, Alford says... We're going to start to see bills that target tax breaks for businesses. He says those will generate bitter partisan battles. I'm Matt Doyle. An LSU study indicates 42% of residents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. 23% of respondents say they know someone whose death was attributed to the virus. From the disease or complications related to the disease. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says it's a testament to just how widespread the impact of the virus is on the state and its effect on the comfort levels of returning to pre-COVID life. 77% are uncomfortable with the idea of getting on a plane now. And then three quarters are uncomfortable with going to a large sports or entertainment event. Like pre-COVID, you're not going to have 75% of people in Louisiana of all states. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Department of Health is reminding the public to catch up on their routine vaccinations that perhaps went by the wayside due to the coronavirus restrictions. 
State Immunization Director Dr. Frank Welch says medical facilities are open again and it's time to get back on track. Routine childhood vaccinations, ordinary vaccinations that we all get as teenagers and young adults, young children, even elderly people were told to stay home and so they did not get their vaccines. Now, he says state and federal data shows a sharp drop in vaccine orders from January through April. And Welch says skipping vaccines can have disastrous consequences. The worst thing that could possibly happen is is if we went really far behind on our vaccinations and then we had some other problem like measles or mumps or something like that. Now, for those that may be uneasy about entering a doctor's office, Welch says most facilities have changed up the experience with spread mitigation efforts. They will do frequent environmental cleaning. Your health care providers will be wearing a mask. So they're going to do everything they can to minimize the spread of COVID-19 while making sure you're up to date on your vaccines and preventive health care. The 2020 dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico is projected to be four times larger this year than when the task force was established in 2001. LSU Marine science professor Nancy Rabelais estimates this year's 7,700 square mile dead zone is roughly the size of New Hampshire. It's in the top 25% of sizes that we've seen over the years. Now, the dead zone stretches along the bottom of the continental shelf along Texas and Louisiana. Fertilizer from Midwest agriculture washes down the Mississippi, exiting at the mouth and forming an area of low oxygen and high nitrogen. Rabelais says the nitrogen, those loads have remained steady since 1980. Especially with higher rainfall in the Midwest over several of those years, that just means more of the nutrients are getting into the Gulf of Mexico. And Rabelais says despite recognizing the dead zone issue, the federal government has not been able to tackle the issue. It's just the scale of the main type of agriculture that we have in the Midwest that's daunting to overcome. It's coming up now on 643 here at KPL and our news update brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during the coronavirus pandemic. Give a $40 one-time gift. You can text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 83393. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms later this afternoon. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Overnight lows going to drop down into the upper 70s, about 77 degrees tonight. Got a little front working its way across the area. Tomorrow could uh, bring a round of scattered showers for your Wednesday, but the... Bigger issues, going to be some drier air. Going to get into the forecast here towards the end of the week. Should be looking pretty good by Thursday, Friday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. No crashes, no breakdowns to worry about. Please make sure that you're buckling up and you're keeping it safe out there today.
Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. All right, 645 on Acadiana's Morning News. We're reaching out to you this morning with the Topic Train, but we're not reaching out for a handshake. At least not Mm. yet. Okay. Over 500 experts were surveyed. Mm -hmm. They were asked when they'll do things like shaking hands again, seeing friends, getting haircuts again. You ready for this? I am. Of the 20 things on the list, there were only four that most of them feel okay with doing right now or later this summer. Okay. That includes bringing packages to the mail without precautions, seeing a doctor, going on overnight trips, and getting haircuts. Okay. Real consensus, though, only one in five said they feel totally safe. The other said it would take a whole year before they felt safe. Hmm. A few things, uh, the number number one answer was within the next three to 12 months. That includes sending kids to school, working in a shared office, Uh riding on a public bus, flying on a plane, going to the gym, or eating at some restaurants. Now, Hmm. some were less worried about other things, though. Um... Close to a third said they'd go to a dinner party this summer, and 30% said they would send their kids to school or daycare now or within the next three months. Hmm. Now, some of the things over a year away, okay? Over a year away. When I read these things, it was sort of like things that aren't necessarily life or death. You know, things that you don't have to go to. Attending a wedding. Yeah. um, Attending a funeral in person. Mm. Going out with someone you don't know very well. Attending a large church service. Live sporting events, hugging or shaking hands, and not wearing a face mask everywhere. Hmm. By the way, only 3% of those 500 experts surveyed said they would feel okay going to a concert this summer. There aren't many of those planned at this point, but there you go. Hmm. Um, Remember that story we had a couple weeks ago where it was like dogs who were being trained to sniff out coronavirus and what they do? Yeah. So now we're knowing more, okay? They smell it in your armpit. Whoa, no kidding. It's in your perspiration. A new study out of France found that trained detection dogs had an 83% success rate after minimal training, smelling the armpits on a control group, knowing between the two who were. you sweet puppy. Smell my pit. Interesting. (laughs) 7-Eleven in Japan is actually going to start selling life insurance. You know why? Okay. It's so people can avoid going to an insurance company's office uh-huh. during a pandemic. You'll be able to literally buy it off the shelf. Okay. At well, 7-Eleven stores in Japan. All right. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of different. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Interesting. <laughs> Another little item I have here in my stack. People have been making good money selling their used clothes during COVID-19 as they clean up around the house and clean out closets. Interesting. Sites where people can resell clothes like Poshmark and ThreadUp say sales have jumped between 50 and 100% week to week ever since this whole thing started. Yeah, because so many people are just, you know, they they spent time cleaning out all the closets. Yep. The whole bit. And finally. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. And this was about a 45-minute rabbit hole I climbed down yesterday. Oh, yeah, but isn't it kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole? Until you realize you're late to pick your kids up from school. Okay. See, okay, that's my problem. <laughs> that's that's a hashtag. You know what? I guess fail. my Monday is Tuesday ever started yesterday afternoon yeah. when this happened. Okay, that's a good point. Um, Ten years ago. Yes. An art dealer. His name is Forrest Finn. Okay. He put at least a million dollars worth of gold, jewelry, and other yes. valuable items in a treasure chest, hid it in the Rocky Mountains. 
He included some vague clues on how to find it in his autobiography. It was called The Thrill of the Chase. Now, mm-hmm. thousands of people have spent the past decade on and off mm-hmm. trying to find this. At least two people have died yes. trying to find it. Yeah. Two others have had to be rescued from near-death situations. Well, Finn announced the search is over this week. He says someone from back east who didn't want to be revealed used the clues in a 24-line poem in Finn's book to locate the treasure. He confirmed he'd found it with a photograph. Turn on my computer on this side, Burn. Take okay, a listen to this. This is so cool. I found a beautiful little treasure chest. I started filling it up with, with wonderful things, jewelry. Two gold nuggets weigh over a pound apiece. 265 gold coins, double eagles and eagles, and just wonderful things from my collection. And I took it out and, and put it very secret in a very dear place. I walked back to my car smiling. And I'll tell myself, yeah, I really felt good because I had done something that I had dreamed about for a long time. So how cool is this? If someone has found it, I'm anxious if we'll ever figure, like, we'll ever find out. Because these people say they don't want to be identified. I, would you? I wouldn't, oh, wouldn't want to be. But yeah. I would at least love to know where that point is. Uh-huh. Go back to the thrill of the chase and see what. Yeah, like, where was it? You know, what were the clues? Why did the clues match this or that? Pretty cool. All right. 651 now Mm -hmm. at Newstalk 96.5. KPEL. When you opened your Netflix account, it was a genuine free-for-all. Sharing your password with your entire family and friends was no problem. Things have changed. Your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. During the pandemic, streaming services rule. Hulu, HBO, and especially Netflix are now mainstays. For years, Netflix customers freely shared their passwords. But don't be surprised, just when you're ready to watch, you find yourself locked out. Netflix is now strictly enforcing its user rules. For 9 bucks a month, you get one screen and one screen only. Two screens for $13 and up to four screens for 16 bucks. If you're locked out, no doubt all of those friends and family are having a great time watching what you can't. Best advice? Have a chat with everyone who has your password. And then there's always the nuclear option. Change the password. I'm Kim Commando. Technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping. But mattresses have more or less stayed the same since the invention of sleep. Finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret is the Purple Grid. It instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. So you get the soft comfort you crave and the firm support your back needs all at once. You'll rest easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra-durable Purple Grid won't sink or lose shape. Plus, with over 2,800 open-air channels and naturally temperature-neutral gel, you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. Every Purple mattress comes with free shipping, free returns, and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash Kim and use promo code Kim. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash Kim, promo code Kim, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. There's a scientific magazine out there called Nature Climate Change. They just published a new study about sand. Now, the scientists have conducted this highly scientific, very scholarly study 
tell us that by the year 2100, almost half of the sandy beaches in the world could be gone. They might be gone. They maybe will be gone. Maybe due to climate change. The study's lead author, a guy named Michalis Vuzdukas, says it's likely that half the world's beaches will be lost. Of course, minorities will be hardest hit. West African nations could lose 60% of their beaches. Now, those of you who live on the world's beaches have 80 years to do something. You should start now, immediately, while you still can. You, you should begin stockpiling sand. Start putting sand in your storage lockers today. If you start saving your beach sand right this minute, in 80 years, you'll be in great shape. Your beachfront neighbors will have no beach, but you sand savers will still be able to enjoy your beachfront property. Oh, you might be lucky. In 80 years, it could turn out that you're part of the 50% of beach owners whose sand will not be affected by climate change. And then you can sell the sand that you've saved for a huge profit. Either way, it's a win-win. Become a sand prepper. There's no downside. And think of the turtles that you can attract to your property if you're the only one that has any sand left. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own... You could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to lifelock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. Lifelock.com, promo code RUSH, 25. Defunding the police. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. City leaders in New York, Los Angeles, and Minneapolis are talking about moving some money away from their police departments to other resources meant to reduce the need for policing. Attorney General Bill Barr tells Fox. You would have increases in vigilanteism and you would have increasing chaos in, in the city. And that's why doing things that prevent us from having a strong, effective police force are counterproductive. You'll end up having more killings. New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea says moving money from his department to youth programs, for example, is still crime fighting. It's just crime fighting in a better way. We can do a lot better. I think it's um, money spent on the youth is money well spent. I think that if we don't get it right we're going to be dealing with them in the criminal justice system and nobody wants that commissioner shea on fox business network george floyd's funerals today george floyd's journey home ends with a private funeral service in houston before being laid to rest next to his mother thousands lining up at a church yesterday to say their final goodbyes at a public viewing it just hit home to me and i just felt like it was important for me and my children to come out you see people from all different background colors and creeds that are coming together saying hey enough is enough floyd died may 25th after a minneapolis police officer pressed his knee into his neck for several minutes floyd's death sparking protests worldwide over racial injustice and police brutality steve rapaport fox news tropical depression cristobal is making its way north it is going to merge with a very powerful cold front that's moving in from the Rockies. We are watching the potential for 
not only at least tropical storm force winds, in some cases gusting upwards of 50 or 60 miles per hour as the front merges with the tropical system, but heavy rain as well in its path. So we have flash flood watches and warnings in effect that stretch from the Gulf Coast all the way up towards the Great Lakes. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Dow futures are down ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. Markets in Asia mostly up today. Boxing is back in Las Vegas with a change on the card due to a case of COVID-19. Michaela Mayer will not be defending her super featherweight title this evening against Helen Joseph after the undefeated boxer tested positive for the coronavirus, revealing on Instagram she was surprised by the diagnosis, but noting she is currently asymptomatic. But the rest of the top-ranked boxing card remains intact for tonight in Vegas, highlighted by WBC featherweight champ and Olympic silver medalist Shakur Stevenson taking on Felix Caraballo. The 22-year-old Stevenson is set to become the new face of American boxing, but he faces a tough challenger in Caraballo who has breezed through his last five opponents. Boxing makes its return to the MGM Grand in Las Vegas tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The longtime editor-in-chief of the magazine Bon Appetit resigns over an old Halloween photo. The foodie magazine's editor-in-chief, Adam Rappaport, resigned yesterday after a 16-year-old photo of him and his wife wearing brown face resurfaced online. Rappaport, who edited Bon Appetit for nearly 10 years, responded on Instagram saying that he was stepping down to, in his words, reflect on the work that I need to do as a human being and to allow Bon Appetit to get to a better place. And he apologized for what he calls an extremely ill-conceived Halloween costume and admitted he has not championed an inclusive vision. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. The Israeli model and TV personality Barra Feli takes a plea bargain deal over a long-standing tax evasion case against her and her family in Israel. She gets nine months community service. Her mother, who was also her agent, gets 16 months in prison. They'll pay a $1.5 million fine and millions in back taxes. The case involves how much time she spent living in Israel for tax purposes. During an earlier appeal, a court ruled she could not claim her then-boyfriend Leonardo DiCaprio's American residence as her own. I'm Chris Foster. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 79 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. An attorney representing 18-year-old Jonah Coleman, along with the young man's family, is looking for answers from Opelousas Police. It's alleged that in October of last year, an Opelousas police officer beat the young man while he was in a room at Opelousas General Hospital. 
It's alleged that while no weapons were involved in the incident, the officer in question put his arm around the young man's neck. Opelousas Police Chief Martin McClendon did confirm that the officer in question is on administrative leave. Governor John Bell Edwards says Louisiana should consider police reforms in next year's legislative session. Cities and states across the country are taking up changes to policing policy in the wake of George Floyd's death and the resulting protests. Edwards says he spoke with Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields about what could be done in Louisiana. Whether it relates to the selection of officers, uh, the recruitment of officers and their training, their supervision, their retraining, all of these sorts of things, it all bears uh, a close scrutiny. Now, Edwards says reforms to the way police interact with their community are needed and overdue. He pointed to what he says is a disturbing trend. I think anyone would have to acknowledge that the frequency uh, the unreasonable application of force that's happening across the country is growing. It's unacceptable. Proposals to redirect tax dollars away from law enforcement and into education, mental health and other social services are actually being discussed in some areas. Now, Edwards says he doesn't agree with the defund the police movement. When you invest in appropriate police work, uh, whether it's a sheriff's office or police department, you are investing in the community, but it does need to be appropriate. Well, the pace of the special session will likely accelerate this week. That's according to Jeremy Alford, the publisher of LawPolitics.com. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says lawmakers were slow to start the session, not even filing enough bills to match the 41 items on the agenda. He says the budget, though, is set to take center stage. I think they're going to try to, to, to get that underneath their belt pretty quickly. Along with sought-after changes to unemployment to push workers off unemployment rolls and back into the workforce, Alford says... We're going to start to see bills that target tax breaks for businesses. He says those will generate bitter partisan battles. I'm Matt Doyle. A new LSU study polling 757 Louisiana residents indicates that 42% of respondents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19, with 23% knowing someone who has died from it. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says... It's a testament to just how widespread the impact of the disease has had on Louisiana. Not just people who have directly themselves contracted the disease, but those of us who, who know or connect to people who have. And it is the second polling of a group which was first polled in mid to late April and again from May 20th to June 1st. 62% of people indicate they now wear face coverings when in public. That was only 48% in April. But Henderson says people are slow to get back out of their homes. 71% say they're still staying home compared to 81% in April. It's not been an overwhelming response to the reopening that individuals are just out flooding stores and businesses across the state. Now, a majority of residents are uncomfortable with activities outside of the home with a feeling feeling uneasy about air travel at 77%. Attending large sports or entertainment events, people are 75% of them, they say, are uncomfortable with it. 60% say they're uncomfortable with eating out at restaurants. But most respondents do feel comfortable about going to the grocery store, to parks, and going to visit friends. Well, after a sharp decline in vaccinations, state health officials are urging residents to get back on track 
with preventative health care. State and federal data shows a sharp drop in vaccine orders from January through April. Due to the pandemic, not only were many medical offices closed, but we were all told to shelter in place at home. State Immunization Director Dr. Frank Welch says now that those facilities are opened again, it's time to get back on track with preventative maintenance health care routines that may have gone to the wayside. And vaccinations were ones of those. Welch says health care providers have enhanced spread mitigation efforts so they can be safer to visit, but don't wait too long to get that vaccine. Don't wait till the, you know, back to school rush. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The 2020 dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico is projected to be four times larger this year than what a task force had measured in 2001. Excuse me, LSU Marine Science Professor Nancy Rabelais estimates this year's 7,700 square mile dead zone is roughly the size of New Hampshire. It's in the top 25% of sizes that we've seen over the years. Now, the dead zone stretches along the bottom of the continental shelf along Texas and Louisiana. Fertilizer from Midwest agriculture washes down the Mississippi River, exiting at the mouth, forming an area of low oxygen and high nitrogen. Rabelais says the nitrogen loads have remained steady since 1980. Especially with higher rainfall in the Midwest over several of those years, that just means more of the nutrients are getting into the Gulf of Mexico. And Rabelais says despite recognizing the dead zone issue, the federal government has not been able to tackle the problem. It's just the scale of the main type of agriculture that we have in the Midwest that's daunting to overcome. The LSU football team begins summer workouts. Jeff Palermo has more on the national champions COVID-19 mitigation efforts. Senior associate athletic trainer Shelly Mullenick says when players arrived last week, they were given an antibody test. She says they will not test players daily for COVID-19, but they will be doing screening. Any signs and symptoms that pop up, doctors will evaluate and then we'll be getting PCR tests. She says there will be no more than 20 players in the weight room and players will be spread out on the field when doing conditioning work. Mullenix says they expect to adjust their mitigation plans as time goes on. You have to listen to the virus. The virus is going to tell you what needs to happen. I'm Jeff Palermo. Our news update brought to you by the TJ Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Go to tjmartell.org to learn more. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. We'll start to get back to normal here in the weather world across Acadiana. We'll get the winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers a little later on today. Maybe a thunderstorm or two in the later parts of the afternoon. Overnight lows drop down into the upper 70s. Pretty typical summer night coming up for south Louisiana this evening. And more showers on the way for tomorrow. In fact, a front going to be Swinging across the area tomorrow afternoon could see some uh, showers popping up. A 40% chance for rainfall then for your Wednesday. Looking ahead towards the end of the week, drier air actually works its way into the forecast. Good looking weather coming up and a little cooler in the mornings for both Thursday and Friday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. Our weather update brought to you by the Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning, just a phone call away, 366-8366, 366-8366. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. Right now, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to worry about. 
Make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there. Traffic brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop, 4150 West Congress, across from St. Edmund's Church, serving up fresh jambalaya, pastalaya, and sides in their convenient drive-through, carry-out, or delivery. Marketplace is sponsored by Kronos, helping businesses attract, retain, and engage employees through cloud-based human capital management. Kronos.com. Kronos Workforce Innovation that works. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome three-time Grammy winner, Pink. Seven eighteen. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning this Tuesday. Acadiana's Morning News on this Tuesday morning. Okay. That was a mental right. train wreck that just now happened, but I caught it in time. It's cloudy okay. outside. We're going to get up to 92 degrees today. It is hot outside. Mm. Trooper Thomas Gosson joins us on his phone on as he does every single week. Good morning to you, sir. 
Good morning. Good hot morning. How are you doing? Yeah, it's super humid out there. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those uh, trooper when you get out the car, your reading glasses fog up. I can almost <laughs> bet, right? Yeah, yeah. And look, with a trap with a with a safety vest on or a bulletproof vest on, it 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 steams up rather quickly. Yeah. All yeah. right. So. I'm happy we get to talk to you. There's a lot going on in the country right now. Um, as as you're aware of, we've talked about it, and we talked about it last week, and now we see the attention you know, turn to police in general and police brutality and allegations of brutality. Um, and then enters people who just want to disrupt the yeah. system and say ugly things, and they're not related to anyone in state police, and it's a fake deal. And, and you're alluding to something wanna, that's been going down on Facebook in the last couple of days. Yeah. I'm right. From people that want to yeah. cause trouble. Look, I'm glad y'all asked about that because I, I was I was kind of called by some of the media outlets who got hold of this. I think the public are seeing posts yeah. that are being shared on, on social media about this. This His name is Carl Cook, which is through an, through an ex, exhaustive search by actually state police and by Kentucky state police. Mm. They figured that this is a false account. His name is not actually Carl Cook, but this guy Carl Cook was 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 saying so many derogatory, you know, inflammatory statements mm. in his comments, and then he throws in the comment, "By the way, my dad and son, my, my sorry, my dad and brother are state troopers." He didn't say which state, you know, mm. and he doesn't have a state on his account. So, you know, we started getting these comments. Someone saw this. And assumed that maybe it's state police in Louisiana. They did a search, and we do have a, a father and son cook on our staff. And so they just said, well, he, it's got to be him. You know, and just assumed it, blasted their picture all over the oh, Facebook, yeah. tying them to this guy, this guy, you know. So it was the, the allegations were brought to state police. We did a thorough search of records. There is no relation between this guy, who is, again, Carl Cook is not his real name, uh, to anyone in the LSP. Kentucky also did the same thing, and there's no relationship between any individual by the name of Carl Cook or the other Carl Blank. I can't really say his name because there's right. no mm -hmm. there's no there's no charges on this guy, so we're not gonna go there. Um, but their agency either. So, you know, we just want to let want the public to know that we take these allegations seriously. We do look into things like this, um, you know, because it's look, it's harmful, it's divisive, it's harmful not only to 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 police and and our relationships but but to the public you yeah know? I mean, to I, people's I perception well. i was offended by reading what he said i was well, i was i was i was like i can't believe this mm -hmm. and now but, we can't take you know, it back how are you you know i'm looking on facebook of the list of all of these people who have posted this mm -hmm. and it's yeah. you know it's all bogus but all Correct. of these people keep sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing yeah. it's and, terrible and i think and I, that's the hard part on facebook you know you make this rant you say you're involved with troopers. Then you know what yeah, the average just face, to be ugly. The average Facebook person mm -hmm. is not a, a Facebook user. Is not a reporter. Is not going to look into this. Yeah, they share no. it because emotions are high right now. And a lot of people don't have the means to look into it as well. You know, uh, sure. whereas, whereas we, when if it's, when it's some serious like this, you know, we have the ability and the means to do that. So, so and that's what exactly what they did. So. You know, I know it's not going to get to everybody who's seen that post, but, you know, and I, and I hate to even draw attention to that post, but I think it's important because of, of the situation that we're in in this country where everything is so divisive and so charged 
I think it's important to, to address that. You know, the state police wouldn't put up with that in Louisiana nor, nor in Kentucky because right. they sent us a statement as well. So, you know, yeah. so anyway, I just kind of wanted to address that off the top. Well, and you know what? I think the, the part about this sort of thing, it's just like the, the property damage that is done, you know, sort of in the name of the protesters whenever we see so many of the people who are actually demonstrating for change are just don't doing it peacefully. Things, yeah, they, they don't, don't want things want broken things burned and down. looted. They don't want any of that. And does, do you think it gets in the way of the conversation? I mean, clearly, um, you you don't even have to really acknowledge that, you know, I, some people are going so far to say, you know, defund the police, the, the whole situation is bad, the U.S. law enforcement system is bad. But just to have a conversation about what the concerns are, this sort of thing gets in the way. Yeah, you know, I think... I think a lot of people are seeing the, 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 the rioting and the looting that are going on. And the, 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 I think the majority of people who are just commonsensical and just, you know, are, are good people understand that that's not the way to handle it, obviously. You're only hurting the people in the, in the neighborhood, in our communities that live there, you know, and things like that. Now, there is a, I think there's a lot of change coming uh, out, of the, out, of, out of these protests. It wasn't the riots that caused the change. It's it's actually the people coming together and agreeing mm-hmm. all in consensus that look, this was wrong, totally wrong. Yeah. And I think everybody can get on board with that that it was wrong, the way it was handled. Um, training is important, you know. Um, I, it, there was some, a lack of understanding and knowledge of how to handle someone on the ground. Obviously, we can see that, you know. So. Um, I think some departments are trained better than others. Some do a little bit more extensive training than others, and especially defensive tactics and things like that, which is extremely important. Um, I'm, I'm proud to say Louisiana State Police does do that. We do a lot of tactical training as far as sort of self-defense moves, uh, defensive tactics like that, but not only to defend ourselves, but to do something in a way that doesn't harm the violator or the person we're trying to mm-hmm. get under back under control. You know, so... There are ways to do it. And look, if change comes in it and it's for the better of the community, that's great. We're ready to embrace that, you know. But um, the rioting, the looting, absolutely not. That That's just, we, we have to draw a line somewhere. And, and destruction of public, public, public property is, is just can't be allowed. You know, and that's the, the, that's the thing. You know, the conversations are what um, lead to change. And the people who are doing their rallies and they're protesting, in a nonviolent way, they are sparking conversation, and that's good. They are, and, you know? and I think we've seen it in Lafayette and other communities all around South Louisiana. Um, there's been there's been marches and, and protests and, and you know about this going on, and it's all peaceful, and it's people of all different races, creeds, colors. I mean, it, it, and it's really a beautiful thing to watch people come together and all agree on something. So um, there's more. There's more marches coming out in this weekend in, in our local communities here. So, um, you know, it's, it's a welcome, it's a welcome thing, you know, as long as, again, as long as it stays peaceful and, and people are able to express their feelings and, and opinions about things. So I want to ask about, um, something that we saw, especially real publicly in the city of Dallas and the Dallas Police Department. They actually put something where it's a, um, you know, essentially, if if you're on the scene and there are multiple officers on the scene and you see one of these tactics being used, you see someone being held down, you see a situation where, someone's you know, in this situation, someone's dying. kneeling on someone's neck, that it is the responsibility of you as the other officer to step in and say that's that's gone too far. I don't know that we've heard that very publicly in your law enforcement experience. Is that something that's in place at a lot of different departments or is that kind of a 
somewhere that we're headed. Um, what's your insight on that? Look, while, the, while there is a chain of command, uh, just as in training, just as in on the firing range, just as in a defensive tactics course, anybody and everybody is allowed to say stop, you know, hold on. You, you kind of lose rank whenever safety is involved. At, at some point, you're, you are the, you know, as in on the firing range, you're a range master at that point. If I see somebody doing handling a weapon in an unsafe manner that's dangerous, I have the ability and the authority to, to stop everything that's going on. You know, so it, it, it doesn't change when the public is involved either. You know, we can still do mm-hmm. the same thing. If I'm on the scene with another man, even if he outranks me, even if he outranks me by seniority, if I see something that is unsafe, I have the ability and the authority to stop, you know, to stop what's going on. Um, you know, is it difficult to do sometimes? Possibly. You know, you got to figure if I'm on the scene, I, I'm I'm trusting someone to have my back. Yeah. You know, especially in an unsafe situation. Let's let's, you know, in a situation where let's say we're entering a uh, an active shooter situation, I'm not going to be lo- walking around looking to see what everybody else is doing. That's You're gonna be not focused. Yeah. the way we train. I'm focused on my job and my job only, which is forward this way. Many times when you have people on the scene especially multiple people in the scene, and you have multiple, uh, you know, let's say it's an active, you know, domestic situation. I'm not going to have my, 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 I'm not necessarily going to be looking at the officer that has his hands on someone. I'm probably going to have my back to that person looking away for any other threats that may be coming towards, towards him as he's, you know, handling someone that he's dealing with. Mm, you know, so that's kind of, there's different ways to look at this and different angles we need to look at this a lot of times the public sees it from the public's perspective only not from this side and all the different angles not only do we have to keep the public safe yes that is a responsibility especially when they're in our care and our, our, in our in our custody but we also have to keep each other safe and myself safe so you know there's a lot of different things going on there at one time especially in a stressful situation you know and that goes back to our training and why we train in such a stressful environment for that reason there yeah. all right trooper thomas gossin we uh thank you for your insight as mm-hmm. always and of course the update um look folks if you're uh seeing something that seems you know outlandish maybe not even possible or maybe just so crazy check it before you share it if you see this post from the carl cook Absolutely. guy yeah he is it's not a louisiana state police trooper we can't find any relation to nope. of him to any troopers and unfortunately in the world we live in um, People share without thinking. That's right. Hey, Rob, before you go, I just wanted to mention we are going to start our, ch- our child safety seat checks again starting tomorrow, 8 to noon. If you can't make it, I get that. Call the troop. Take Get my email address, thomas.gossin at la.gov. Send me an email. If you can't make it on Wednesdays, I'll contact you and um, go out and meet you. But we are starting that up again with, with some safety precautions in place, obviously. Sure. But uh, yeah. So if you have any questions about child seats, please come by 8 to noon every Wednesday. All right. Thank you troop. so much. Trooper Thomas Gosson joining us every Tuesday morning yep. right here on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie's you, headlines sir. are coming up next on the show. Stay with us on this Tuesday morning. Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google it's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. 
George Floyd, the unarmed black man who died in Minneapolis police custody, is going to be laid to rest today in Houston, Texas. Fox's Casey Stiegel has more on the story. Dignitaries are expected to be in attendance today. Some of them will be speaking. We're also going to see a videotaped message from former Vice President Joe Biden. You know, there were some rumors that he might actually be at the service in person today. That's not the case. He did meet privately with the family yesterday in Houston as more than 8,000 people or so from the community showed up here to the Fountain of Praise Church in Houston to pay their respects to George Floyd and his family. Wearing masks and gloves, mourners filed by the open casket, many praying, shedding tears. Some drove from states away. Most had never even met George Floyd, a man who has now become a symbol of racial injustice in America. Now, the funeral service today is not open to the public, but it will be televised. Organizers say the service will last a little more than three hours. Calls being made for defunding the police, but will the Trump administration respond? Fox's Mark Meredith has more on the story. George Floyd's death has really reignited the debate on how police reform can happen, but some top lawmakers are pushing back against the idea that defunding departments will do anything to really make some reforms. You may have seen what the the protests have looked like the last couple of days with people chanting and also holding up the signs that say defund police. We heard from Attorney General Bill Barr on Monday who says this would not do anything to really reform Necessary. President Trump agrees. He said Monday defunding is not a viable option. And while the White House appears to use this or wants to use this, I should say, as a wedge issue with voters, former Vice President Joe Biden says he, too, is against defunding. That's Fox's Mark Meredith. Now, Democrats looking to try and control the narrative on legislation over police reform. Fox's Chad Pergram has more on that story. Defunding the police is superseding the bill that they rolled out about police reform. And they're talking about what's not in the bill. Remember that defunding the police is not in this particular piece of legislation. And that could confuse voters this fall. Now, President Trump said that there's not going to be any disbanding of the police. And the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell called this all, quote, outlandish. Now, defunding the police could be a problem for Democrats. Democrats performed well in the suburbs among women and swing voters in 2018. But defunding the police fractures the Democratic coalition between moderates in the suburbs and urban liberals. An attorney representing an 18-year-old man from Opelousas, Jonah Coleman, along with the man's family, is looking for answers from Opelousas police. It is alleged that in October of last year, an Opelousas police officer beat the young man while he was in a room at Opelousas General Hospital. It's alleged that while no weapons were involved in the incident, the officer in question put his arm around the young man's neck. Opelousas Police Chief Martin McClendon did confirm that the officer in question is on administrative leave. Governor John Bell Edwards says Louisiana should consider police reforms in next year's legislative session. Cities and states across the country are taking up changes to policing policy in the wake of George Floyd's death and the resulting protests. Edwards says he spoke with Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields about what could be done in Louisiana. Whether it relates to the selection of officers, uh, the recruitment of officers and their training, their supervision, their retraining, all of these sorts of things. It all bears uh, 
a close scrutiny. Edwards says that reforms to the way police interact with their community are needed and overdue. He pointed to what he says is a disturbing trend. I think anyone would have to acknowledge that the frequency, uh, the unreasonable application of force that's happening across the country is growing. It's unacceptable. Proposals to redirect tax dollars away from law enforcement and into education, mental health and other social services are being, are being considered in some areas. Edwards says he doesn't agree with the defund the police movement. When you invest in appropriate police work, uh, whether it's a sheriff's office or police department, you are investing in the community, but it does need to be appropriate. So the pace of the special session, it will end up accelerating this week. Here's more on the story. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says lawmakers were slow to start the session, not even filing enough bills to match the 41 items on the agenda. He says the budget, though, is set to take center stage. I think they're going to try to, to, to get that underneath their belt pretty quickly. Along with sought-after changes to unemployment to push workers off unemployment rolls and back into the workforce, Alford says... We're going to start to see bills that target tax breaks for businesses. He says those will generate bitter partisan battles. I'm Matt Doyle. So an LSU study indicates 42% of residents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. Here's more on what the study indicated. 23% of respondents say they know someone whose death was attributed to the virus. From the disease or complications related to the disease. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says it's a testament to just how widespread the impact of the virus is on the state and its effect on the comfort levels of returning to pre-COVID life. 77% are uncomfortable with the idea of getting on a plane now. And then three quarters are uncomfortable to, with going to a large sports or entertainment event. Like pre-COVID, you're not going to have 75% of people in Louisiana of all states. I'm Kevin Barnhart. It's coming up now on 739 News, brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty. You can find out more by going to Compassion International. If you'd like to give a $40 one-time gift, text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 83393. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. We'll start to get back to normal here in the weather world across Acadiana. We'll get the winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers a little later on today. Maybe a thunderstorm or two in the later parts of the afternoon. Overnight lows drop down into the upper 70s. Pretty typical summer night coming up for south Louisiana this evening. And more showers on the way for tomorrow. In fact, a front going to be swinging across the area tomorrow afternoon could see some uh, showers popping up a 40 percent chance for rainfall then for your wednesday looking ahead towards the end of the week drier air actually works its way into the forecast good looking weather coming up and a little cooler in the mornings for both thursday and friday from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpal 79 degrees here at the kpal studios News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Still getting it all clear. No crashes, no breakdowns. Be careful. Seven. This burn is being salty today. Well, because y'all were talking, oh. talking, talking, and I was like, "Hey, man, we gotta, we gotta talk on the air now." Miss Bernie's standing in the corner, <laughs> like we're done here. 
We are done here, okay? (laughs) I'll meet you in the car. Actually, we know Chad and them because Chad is... Wait, maybe this was on one of the days that you weren't here and Chad and was with me because now I know we were talking about something that wasn't finance related, which... We only really do when he fills in, sure. you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. And Chad said that his family, like, they have a, they have like a code word when they're going somewhere that, you know, when it's time to go. Mm. So there's never anyone straggling behind like, uh-huh. but I want to stay longer. Well, wait, hold on. Just one more, one more quarter of this game we're watching. Right. They have a settled upon word. understanding that. It just means, all right, we're ready to go home. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should work on yeah. that, Miss Byrne. Maybe it should be. <laughs> well, y'all were just—I don't think <laughs> sparklers. You, I don't think of a word now. Sparklers. I like sparklers. Oh, pineapple. Okay. Got to be careful with pineapple. You know that's a loaded <laughs> oh, topic in this community. <laughs> Moving on. Anyways, Ooh, hey, good morning. The financial market. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good morning, Chad. How are you? <laughs> Hey, things are great over here. Um, yeah, market's doing well. Business is good. I think everybody's trying to get back on track. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I feel a little buzz around. I don't know if everybody else feels it, but I feel it. Well, I think people do. And, you know, I kind of go back to when everything first started uh, with coronavirus. I remembered I, ha- I had a sick kid at the time. And I was talking to my dad in the parking lot of the hospital, you know, like just trying to talk about something else. And we were talking about markets and, and what was happening and you know, and he sat back and, and I think the one thing he saw was, you know, during the COVID response, of course, things shut down. People pulled their money out of the market. Uh, we saw um, we saw it take a tumble, multiple of the different um, you know, different markets that we watch and we see it happen. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem like the money was going away. It just seemed like people were converting it into cash, you know, because there was a lot of uncertainty, but it was still sitting right there on the sideline. And now that's what we're seeing. You're looking at stocks like American Airlines and Boeing. Are you kidding me? The people apparently have forgotten that Boeing was building a plane that was falling out of the sky last year. And now you look at their stock and really what's driving all the that excitement is people's willingness to fly again. Right. Look, that's where I think all investors and everybody's so confused. All these articles that are coming out about there's no other way to say it but for me to transfer it into uh, into terms that i understand it Mm -hmm. is that they are very surprised that this recovery is going very quickly because usually you know all these predictors and you know i'm not a predictor you know i'm the planner guy i don't think anybody can predict it you shouldn't have touched your money right but but it's really fascinating to read some of these articles about what they think and and the emotion that they play on people but i'm going to tell you depicting and deciphering all these articles they are absolutely astounded because people are going to move their money into cash um, you know whenever a 30% drop like this in the market happens cuz it's an emotional decision they don't want to lose all their money and they don't understand everything um, truly fully how it works mm-hmm. and the recovery has been so quick and i think they may have missed their window in and now understanding hopefully a little bit more of what this long-term planning is and how difficult it really is to time the market, well, if you, you will. Well, yeah. when you start to look at these things, obviously you saw this slide happen. And, you know, even when we look, let's just pick another one. Uh, I just pulled up Southwest, um, a stock that you could have you could have bought on May 12th, 13th for $24 um, mm-hmm. is now $40. And all, you know, at the beginning of the year and all last year, it hovered around, you know, 52 to $60. And so you're talking about two-thirds of the way there when you could have already nearly doubled your money if you were willing to buy during that time. We understand it was a weird time, but, 
you know, um, I, I actually heard yesterday and listening to some of the the analysis was that, you know, the, one of the reasons investors might be excited right now is because they saw what happened with the shutdown and how it has played out and how it has come to a screeching halt. You know, as far as the lockdowns and everything else and some of the limitations mm-hmm. that a lot of investors and, and average everyday people as well don't think the government could get away with doing it again just because of what we know now. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again. Even, you know, passing by the news this morning and listening to it, you know, that there's a resurgence of, of COVID. You know, the, the number of cases have soared today is what the, the, is what the news is saying. And look, they may be right. I'm not one to, you know, I'm in the investment world. I can't, you know, put myself into all those worlds. But we know prior to this COVID stuff, we were definitely in a bull market. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and predicting a long-term one, uh, meaning that, that we're projecting for the next uh, 10, 10 years, 8 years, that, you, you know, with these speed bumps in the road, um, that the market is con- going to continue to trend up, if you will, you know, in those one-year, two-year picture windows because before covid i mean we were in a growth and i mean last year you know returns were 20 to 30 percent depending on where you held most of your money and it and it didn't have any uh indications of looking back so i think we're trying to get back on track of that the environment was so good before and people are ready to spend money get back to work and trump's positive attitudes and i don't know i think everybody's the local government i think Mm -hmm. our governor's done a great job so i just think all around um you know the emotion's good and 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 things are gonna start to look up here which they are very quickly so you know let me test another theory with you because you know, before all this happened, all we heard for months and months, even you know up to a year ago, was that the market was due for a correction. The market was due for a correction. This COVID thing happens, and everyone says, well, there's the correction. There it is. Yet, we, send, we tend to be trending back to exactly where we were before. So should talks of a correction really be downplayed at this point? Because now we see how actual investors have, have worked? You know, I... I mean, so so let's talk about correction. Mm-hmm. The market's always going to correct itself one way or the other, whether it's, you know, certain GDP or uh, certain, uh, there's so many factors that, that go into this. You know, the president of China, talk trades, oil, Russia, Saudi, like there's so many things that go on for that. A true correction, we know it's going to happen. We just don't know when. But I don't think COVID was that correction. Uh, it's just its own little separate, unique event that happened. It, it's it's going to go away in 12 months, maybe even sooner. We were predicting 18 to 24 months. So mm-hmm. I don't think you can classify the COVID. That was just emotional decisions based on a pandemic, which is, I don't want to say rightfully so, but people are going to do that. I was going to say, it's understandable, themselves. yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't blame them. People are doing it. They don't, I don't know. It just is what it is. It's always going to happen. And I don't know. I don't think this was their true correction. And I don't think 08 was. Neither was the dot-com boom. So some people may define it as that. I don't. I don't. And from your perspective, you deal with folks planning for retirement, planning to make their money work for them for their whole life. You know, I, I feel like you've made it pretty clear in doing our show over these last several months is that, you know, even when you do have a twenty, uh, a two thousand eight, when you do have a coronavirus, it is only really drastic if that is the moment you plan to retire. You know, if that's the moment you're getting out, and and I think that's 
that could always happen because we never know when these things are going to come up. But, you know, there are a lot of people who might have decided in this time, uh, maybe I keep working a little bit longer. Yeah, look, they, and, and look, if they've held on and, and maybe continued to contribute, that's the only thing we can control, right, are those systematic contributions. We don't ever want to let up on those because whenever the market's down, obviously if you had some, you know, airline stock or oil at a certain time, we're buying these things at a discount as well as, you know, buying at a high price at whenever the market's good. So I, I, these long-term plans are should be – you know, reviewed once every year, maybe when you get closer to retirement, up to four times a year to make sure if a COVID does happen, you know, that worst case scenario has already been planned out and you don't take as big as a hit, you know? All right. Chatter Mara joins us, the Tuesday Talker. I want to leave you, sir, with a tip, if that's okay. You usually bring us the tip, so I'm going to leave you with a tip that I found online. Okay? Yeah, I'll take it. I love it. Uh, this is a hydration tip, by the way. Um, drinking one gallon of water every day helps you avoid everyone else's drama and opinions about what they should do in their life because you're just simply too busy peeing all day long. <laughs> so stay hydrated, my friends. I'm going to fill up my water bottle right now. Chad Romero, the oh, Tuesday man. Talker. That's hilarious. You're Thanks, listening y'all. to Kadiana's Morning News. We're Thank back you, with Chad. more next. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. All right, it is 7.55 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. And if you got out of bed this morning and when your heat, your feet hit the floor, you said, uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> my back hurts. My shoulder hurts. It's lumpy. I can't get a good spot. Or if you're like some people, you have those big divots, you know, mm. down in your mattress. Look no further than HomeFurn.com. Home Furniture Plus Bedding has everything for anywhere you live your life, whether it's in your dining room, whether it's in your living room, your bedroom, your guest bedroom. Um, I told you, the COVID-19 outbreak, we totally changed up our guest bedroom well, because there you go. we use it more as an office than as a guest bedroom. So we put a sofa sleeper in there <laughs> because nice. when no one's there, we have like kind of a second living room. It's nice. perfect. It's fun. When people come over... Mm-hmm. Pull out the couch. It's perfect. And we found it at homefern.com. There you go. No matter what you're looking for, a new chair, an ottoman, maybe a new dining room table set, everything you're looking for, you know, you can buy local with home furniture because there are so many locations in the state of Louisiana, three in Acadiana. You can also go to homefern.com and pick out what you want and just call them and tell them. Pretty cool. Homefern.com. All your furniture needs met online now and delivered tomorrow. Fox News commentary. Coronavirus, public health, and mass protests. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. 
Americans have endured a painful shutdown of much of the economy for weeks on end, with restrictions imposed by the government designed to slow and stop the coronavirus pandemic. We were told repeatedly that people's financial, mental, and spiritual well-being was secondary to fighting the disease. We can have a debate about whether or not that was the right call, but it was the call made by many politicians. Some of the politicians who imposed the strictest guidelines that remain in effect have nevertheless encouraged or even participated in mass gatherings related to the killing of George Floyd. It's a righteous cause, but the virus doesn't discriminate based on the morality or the ethics of the reason people are in public. We were told large groups with no social distancing and sporadic mask wearing was selfish and dangerous and illegal. Either that science is true or it's not. And politicians trying to add an asterisk for social justice are profoundly harming public trust. That's your fun. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. Floyd's funeral is today. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. He'll be buried next to his mother in Texas, two weeks and a day after being killed during an arrest in Minneapolis. A long list of dignitaries are expected to be in attendance today. Some of them will be speaking. We're also going to see a videotaped message from former Vice President Joe Biden. You know, there were some rumors that he might actually be at the service in person today. That's not the case. He did meet privately with the family yesterday in Houston as more than 8,000 people or so showed up here to the Fountain of Praise Church in Houston to pay their respects to George Floyd and his family. Wearing masks and gloves, mourners filed by the open casket, many praying, shedding tears. Some drove from states away. Fox's Casey Stiegel. The White House not on board with moves in some cities to transfer some police funding to other programs. Following the rollout by congressional Democrats of a police reform bill, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany said the president is looking at a number of possible proposals to stop the pattern of black people dying in police custody. But she said defunding the police is a non-starter. All black lives matter, but in terms of the movement, black lives matter, they define themselves as defund the police, and that's something this president stands against. Senior House and Senate Democrats have not condemned the movement, which has helped organized dozens of protests around the country in the wake of the death of George Floyd. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. And Joe Biden says he's not in favor of defunding police departments, but wants reform. At least 20 states are reporting increasing cases of coronavirus as more people in New York City get back to work. 400,000 people expected to return to work, all part of New York City's phase one reopening. The average cases per day in California, Texas, Florida, and Illinois, all surpassing New York last week. Fox's Todd Pyro. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. 
Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. And the forecast? Tropical depression Cristobal is bringing heavy rain and flooding over parts of the Plains states, the Mississippi Valley, up into the Midwest and the Great Lakes. The remnants of Cristobal will merge with a strong cold front that is helping produce snow over the Colorado Rockies. Both of these systems will bring the risk of very strong winds, heavy rain, and potentially severe storms for parts of the Plains and the Midwest. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. Police reports lay out evidence reported by the FBI against three men accused of being right-wing extremists planning violence during protests in Las Vegas. Police reports indicate FBI agents found rags, gasoline, aerosol cans and weapons, booby traps, and more while serving warrants on the suspects. Federal prosecutors say Stephen Parshall, Andrew Lynham Jr., and William Loomis have ties to a movement of right-wing extremists and sought to exploit protests over the death of George Floyd to carry out their violent agenda. Authorities say the men, armed with gas cans and Molotov cocktails, were preparing to attend a protest on May 30th when police picked them up. An attorney for Partial says the government's case is weak and based primarily on a confidential informant. The men remain jailed on a million dollars bond each. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. There's a report that congressional Republicans are preparing another round of economic sanctions against Iran. These will be the largest in history. The Washington Free Beacon says the new proposal will include at least 140 new initiatives to hurt Iran's economy. There are currently a number of waivers in place that allow the Iranians to do things like sell $800 million worth of electricity to Iraq over a two-year period. These types of waivers are expected to be a point of contention moving forward. Fox's Trey Yingst. It's primary day in five states because of the coronavirus outbreak. It's all being done by mail in Nevada. Voters in Georgia, North Dakota, and West Virginia were all sent absentee ballot applications. South Carolina voters could request one online for any reason. West Virginia and Georgia primaries were delayed to today because of the outbreak. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 79 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. Governor John Bell Edwards says police reforms are needed, but he does not support the movement to redirect tax dollars away from law enforcement. Signs and chants of defund the police have become more common at George Floyd protests, and some cities are even considering it. But I'm not here to advocate defunding police departments. I mean, we still have crime out there. Edwards says he recently spoke with Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields, who he says is planning on introducing police reforms in next year's legislative session. And I also hope that we can achieve broad consensus that action is necessary and what that action should look like, because we need to do this in a responsible way. I'm Matt Doyle. Well, as the protests do continue nationwide, Baton Rouge Mayor Sharon Weston Broom says the city's police union has been an obstruction to reform within the department in her city. Broom says the union's problem is that it protects those that it shouldn't. Bad apples. As you try to remove those people in law enforcement who shouldn't be there, many times the union is an obstruction to weeding out the bad cops. Now, the Baton Rouge Police Union defended Officer Blaine Salamone in the wake of the Alton Sterling shooting in Broome has previously expressed frustration with their resistance to post Sterling police reforms. Room says they need greater flexibility to identify and remove bad police officers from the department. She thinks the union makes that difficult to do. When you look at some individuals and you look at the list of complaints maybe that have been brought up by challenges, we've got to get a balance here. 
Now, Broom says cops with traceable records of alarming behavior are often the ones victimizing their communities. We can't have a dual institution where some are protected and served and some are not, are treated unequal. Now, the pace of the special session, it likely will accelerate this week. Here's more on what's happening. Lawpolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says lawmakers were slow to start the session, not even filing enough bills to match the 41 items on the agenda. He says the budget, though, is set to take center stage. I think they're going to try to to, to get that underneath their belt pretty quickly. Along with sought-after changes to unemployment to push workers off unemployment rolls and back into the workforce, Alford says... We're going to start to see bills that target tax breaks for businesses. He says those will generate bitter partisan battles. I'm Matt Doyle. An LSU study indicates 42% of residents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. 23% of respondents say they know someone whose death was attributed to the virus. From the disease or complications related to the disease. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says it's a testament to just how widespread the impact of the virus is on the state and its effect on the comfort levels of returning to pre-COVID life. 77% are uncomfortable with the idea of getting on a plane now. And then three quarters are uncomfortable with going to a large sports or entertainment event. Like pre-COVID, you're not going to have 75% of people in Louisiana of all states. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Department of Health is reminding the public to catch up on routine vaccinations that fell by the wayside due to the coronavirus restrictions. State Immunization Director Dr. Frank Welch says medical facilities are open again and it's time to get back on track. Routine childhood vaccinations, ordinary vaccinations that we all get as teenagers and young adults, young children, even elderly people were told to stay home and so they did not get their vaccines. State and federal data show a sharp drop in vaccine orders from January through April. And Welch says skipping vaccines can have disastrous consequences. The worst thing that could possibly happen is is if we went really far behind on our vaccinations and then we had some other problem like measles or mumps or something like that. Now, for those that may be uneasy about going to a doctor's office, Welch says most facilities have changed up the experience with spread mitigation efforts. They will do frequent environmental cleaning. Your health care providers will be wearing a mask, so they're going to do everything they can to minimize the spread of COVID-19 while making sure you're up to date on your vaccines and preventive health care. It's coming up now on 809 here at KPL. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms later this afternoon. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Overnight low is going to drop down into the upper 70s, about 77 degrees tonight. Got a little front working its way across the area. Tomorrow could uh, bring a round of scattered showers for your Wednesday, but the... Bigger issues, going to be some drier air. Going to get into the forecast here towards the end of the week. Should be looking pretty good by Thursday, Friday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening in traffic. Getting it all clear right now. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns. Turbo. Eight thirteen now at Newstalk ninety six five KPL. Don't rush me, Burn. I was enjoying that. Okay, I was enjoying I myself with that I, music. I love all the music too, man. <laughs> okay, all right. John Williams is on the phone with us. He Hi. also enjoys music. Maybe not that, but you know, 
Anyway, good morning to you, John. How's good it going? morning. So uh, just getting ready to start the day. <laughs> we love to talk to you and and to really shine a light on so many great things that are going on in our community. Um, you know, the deal is you can you can stand around and not be involved and look around and see all sorts of bad things that could be better. Or you could take a deep look, dive in, and see great people like yourself who are doing great things in our community. First of all, um, how are things for you? Um, how's the re- recovery from the pandemic going? And how about the people you're helping? That's a big question I have. Um, things are good, uh, as you as you pointed. You know, a lot of different negative, positive things going on, how, depending on how you look at it. Um, it's been an honor working with Upper Lafayette Economic Development Foundation. Uh, they've really supported me in uh, what our efforts have been, especially with our creative economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as I say, and I'm going to keep beating that drum, you know, Louisiana, Acadiana, uh, what's that biggest risk right now is our culture um, because COVID-19 prevents our, our people from coming together, you know, and mm-hmm. celebrating our culture with food and music and community and um we're making some tremendous efforts in those areas so many uh, to support yeah mm-hmm. sorry i was just gonna say yeah there are so many of those things that you know people just want to do and and they have found different ways to do it but you also have to make sure that you have something to come back to in a way yes exactly so in redefining our new normal making sure that when we do come back that we, we're able to maintain our original traditions and our culture. Um, just recently, um, and I'm very happy to share with you guys for the first time, um, with the help of Upper Lafayette and Love of People nonprofit, uh, we've created a live session studio. Wow. Um, and we're calling it, <laughs> it, it, it's in the works. We've began, you know, the issue is with a lot of, uh, musicians, you know, they don't have the technology to do these, um, online concerts and they don't have the technology or the know-how so we're creating a live studio for them uh, in more accounts so that they can um you know receive funds um and we've also incorporated uh our arts community as well you know um not having art walk not you know um them not having festivals so they can't sell their products uh so we actually produce an hour-long show where we feature musicians and we also also feature local artists um just trying to give them that opportunity to continue sharing our culture with the world um so i'm very excited to announce about blue monday live concert uh blue monday live sessions that's cool Uh, we're filming every thursday Uh uh-huh um you can find it on upalafayette.com um, and this Thursday we have uh, again Marty Christian and Lee Allen Zeno playing for us. It's, it's just it's been tremendous um, the, the support that's coming out for our creative economy. And yeah, it's I love so, it. It's so unique to hear. You know, you you go to places that may not have the culture that we have, and mm-hmm. you talk about the creative economy here. You know, it makes for a lot of big things. Not only is it festival, but the events that happen all year round. And then you start to look outside of Lafayette at all the different areas and. You know, it is an economy because it brings people in. Um, is there, you know, in, in your conversations with people, any sort of hope for maybe when some of those things can get back? And I know downtown's trying it right now to maybe have an event that's not in one place, but is that, you know, a handful of restaurants? And that's the chicken sandwich snack down. 
But, you know, that's something that people can be a part of altogether and not necessarily be in the same place. Uh, yes, it's, you know, all about volume and spreading it out. You know, I find that um, when I first came into the creative economy, as deep as I am four years ago, um, a lot of the like, the really cool stuff, um, those types of events, like, you had to be in the know. Um, you know, if they were doing this, you know, in unit, some awesome jam going on. It's like you had to be in the know. Whereas this new normal, we have to pull that out. And we have to share it with everyone, uh, give everyone an opportunity to be able to engage on these levels with our creative economy. And then also uh, with this COVID-19 and the way it's had to change the way um, we share that culture, um, it's, very, it's actually an opportunity for community to start looking at our, at our creators like businesses. And this is truly why Appalachia Foundation is providing these services because um, when I look at a when I look at a saxophone player or a drummer or a lead singer, I, I, I see a creative, but I see a small business that each individual is an LLC. So because of what they provide, who we are is for Louisiana. So those are the efforts that we're truly. Um, putting into our, our creative economy because with COVID-19, it exposed a very big vulnerability for our musicians and artists because they don't have that business component. And that is what our organization is trying to do in order to bring together the creative economy and strengthen it so, so that we can survive this. Yeah. And that's the name of the game, you know, is making sure financially all of these wonderful people can be supported throughout this. John, I want to ask. Indeed. I want to ask about um, the funding side of it because we do know that as tax revenues have come down, there have been several cuts that have been made here um, in Lafayette Parish and, of course, the city of Lafayette as well. You know, are you guys working uh, with some of these artists or even some of these you know places that have been shut down to figure out how we can use them or at use at least use some of the facilities for what they are open for? Uh, that is definitely my goal, and especially the facilities that have been shut down, to keep on keeping those spaces active. Um, and we have a few projects coming up for that. Um, but, yes, we do. Um, we have to off- offer the opportunity for people to keep on uh, sharing their gifts with the world, with, 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 especially with our community. So uh, just engaging them in whatever ways we can. The funding itself uh, is interesting because, as you mentioned, you know, it's not as much that's out there. So what we do with Upper Lafayette, I actually engage member businesses. Um, we've brought on four or five new businesses where, you know, they don't have as much work as they used to, whether they were videographers or web designers. Um, they don't have as much work as they used to. So uh, through private engagement, we're able to create these projects for our creatives at minimal cost. Um, we still do need the help and the funding for it. So that's why we have loveofpeople.org where you can go and make donations um, to our missions, uh, whether it's the lending closet or, you know, the Blue Monday Live sessions. We need that engagement from community and private businesses to really help push it. But through the cooperation of our member businesses, we're able to provide so much um, with with so little just by utilizing people's skill set. Yeah. 
of it actually happening. John Williams, uh, hey, I'm so glad that we have you as an advocate for so many people um, in this community and, you know, really focusing on that creative economy. I know there's a lot of other things that come up and may, you know, may take the spotlight for a while, but I know this is something that you work on day in and day out, and we appreciate you spending some time with us today. Yes, indeed. I appreciate the opportunity every time, guys. All right. Thanks, John. It's 821. We're going to get the information. Blue Monday Live sounds really cool. It does. It sounds Uh great and a lot of fun. And I love that guy. He um, he just he's all about this community. And you know what else? And the thing that I ever since the first conversation you had with him, Mm -hmm. he was a guest on your um, up close show on Saturdays. And um, one of the first things when I listened to him is like, this is a guy who is not going to ask for permission. Yeah, I know. Like, I love he's that. He's not going to ask, you know, can he do this? Or am I going to ruffle feathers or anything else? He's going to say, look, I see a need here. And uh, I'm going to do my best to go sort of solve the need and uh, and meet that need in the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just awesome. Cool. All right. We're going to get that interview for you up at kpal965.com. And don't forget about the new kpal podcast. It's live across all the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, uh-huh. whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Uh, we have it there. You can listen to every hour of this show and all KPL live shows, Moon Griffon Show, Ross Report, and Offsides. You can Ooh. listen to us anytime, anywhere, and get new episodes delivered automatically to your phone or device. So when you're ready to go, we're ready to go too. 822 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Coming up, more of the show on this Tuesday morning. The sun's out, and we're going to get up to 92 degrees. Yikes. Ugh. All right. Whew. See, I was all, I, I had kind of forgotten about that until I looked down at my forecast. And so now I'm going to try to get my work done early today. You're going to have to cut the long sleeves off that shirt. Well, you know, I got to go shoot a new Rob's Ride of the Week this week. Ah, okay. So I can't do that until after. Just a little bit later today. <laughs> Maybe I'll just put the, put the sunroof open and go through the wash. And there cool you myself go. Down, you know? I like it. All right. We're back with more after this. Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Prestige Award winner because of you. Thanks for listening to News Talk 96.5 Cave Hill. Eight twenty six now at News Talk ninety six five KPL. Want to point you to our KPL News app, where you can have constant contact with us and all the shows here on KPL. You can download it free in the App Store and Google Play. Get headlines when they happen right there in the palm of your hand. We've been able to share so much information about Cristobal, about COVID nineteen, and the recovery from that. And now. We are inching closer to November, and there's a lot that's happening politically, especially on the national stage. Can you imagine with the next many? I mean, by the end of August, mid-time of September, how crazy the political whole, the whole landscape. I've just decided we've 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 had the COVID situation. We had Cristobal. I have the boot on my leg. I sort of feel like by the time we get to November, I'm going to be on a hover round full time. You might be I'm able not to gonna, around. I'm All not right. going to be able to walk. I'm going to okay. take it to the store. Okay, but part of the reason is you're I'm going to beep beep into here. You're not doing all the stuff you're supposed to be doing either. I know. I know. I hear you coming down the hall, and it's not like click a little bit. It's boom, boom, 
Booboo. I'm sorry. Bro, I can't. It's like the Jolly wearing, Green Giant listen, is wearing, wearing the boot. I'm wearing the boot, okay? Yeah. I have it on. That's good. I'm not going to walk slow like Papa around this building. Okay, but I have stuff to do. I get it. And I, you know what? And guess what? I'm not like typical millennials. I don't expect the world to come to me. I have to go to the world, okay? <laughs> and I get it. I have three appointments today, all of which are outside this building. Yeah, and yeah. you know what else? You should be happy that I wore shorts today. Because uh-huh. the last time I shot one of these Rob's Ride of the Week, <laughs> and you can go see it at, at Facebook and on our website, I looked like a sweating pig uh-huh. because I was so hot because I was wearing the boot and jeans. And jeans and the whole bit. Guess what? Like then I edited that video and said, guess what? You can't even see my jeans. So this time, I, <laughs> y'all lucky I'm not wearing Moon's pink Speedo, you know? Because that His would really. Speedo is red, by the way. It's yeah. not pink, yeah. but, you mm-hmm. know. Not the pictures yeah. I saw, but anyway. Okay. Well, um, you know. So I'm wearing shorts. Uh-huh. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to try to knock that out early this morning. I hear it is uh, a Forerunner SR5. We are showcasing all these vehicles off the pre-owned lot mm-hmm. um, as part of Rob's Ride of the Week. And uh, it, it's it's a fun part of the week for me. So anyway, we're going to go do that. But I mean, I'm telling you, this year is... Uh, well, first of all, it's flying by. To think that we're getting close to halfway through the year. I mean, it seems like Mardi Gras was six days well, ago. It's because it's been so strange. Yeah. And the days, I think people have just been putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. In front of the other. And also, and other, I had you know? someone um, who messaged me yesterday and said, Rob, I feel the exact same way. I'm always so worried when it's a tropical storm or a hurricane that's coming our direction. And this time, it was like the most calming thing that could be coming our way. We've already dealt with There's COVID-19. So much this year, I know. We've already dealt with things we didn't know how to do. So anyway, yeah. people feel me. Although Grand Isle's got a pretty serious recovery as far as the destruction that happened on they there. They do. Gosh, that, that water. I mean. Man. So yeah. hopefully they're, they're going to be able to get some people in there, get some coordination and, and get it done and taken care of. And we know every time there's one of these, we lose a lot of marsh. Yep. And we lose the barrier islands. We, we lose mm-hmm. that stuff, you know. So they have see. a big job to take care of. And hopefully people in the state are focused on it. So we can get it done for for those people. And it's also, by the way, Burn, we're in the second week of hurricane season. I know. Okay? I mean, anyway. So we've lost half a year. Tomorrow's Mm. probably Christmas. What'd you get me and is it good? (laughs) Oh, gosh. No? I can't believe. You know what? One of the hardest things about this whole deal for me, which eventually I'm going to just come to terms with it and I just have to get back on track is that because COVID-19 was happening, so work was going crazy. Right. And then I had sick Layton, yeah. you know, who was dealing with everything she was. So many people sent cards and uh-huh. and called and sent Facebook yeah. messages and sent texts that I still have not been able to circle back to everyone and tell them thank you. You're in trouble. So, Your mom's you know, going to well, fuss at you. I just you. hope people understand it's not because... Right. I'm it's in not, right. ungrateful it's not, or anything. Right. It's not that you don't care. It's just, it's been a little busy. It's been a snow I globe. And someone has been picking up my snow globe right. every day at around 2.30 and, and going, just shakes it up. Okay, now we're going to add five more things to your schedule. I know. Hey, I get you. On Sunday, I completely forgot to do something. Thankfully, somebody else in our building was paying attention. But yeah. when I realized it yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah. I did the total Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So we all have each other's back I so think. forgive you know, each other be forgiving of each other and, and how people are Love dealing with things that's a that's the motto i hear all right 6 30 no it's not it's 8 30 okay yeah i was like i don't want to go backwards bernie's um, headlines are coming up on acadian this morning news and i'll try to get myself hurry and do together. my work so i can leave as early as possible to hide inside my house oh, from it's the so heat. hot today yeah 92 i know i really don't 
I really can't do that, but it's And you know we've been fun. having these Hollywood <laughs> thunderstorms that sound like so oh, vicious, man. but then it doesn't actually rain. Sometimes like, like now, <laughs> I will tell you, yesterday mm-hmm. I got a couple of good strong bands at my house and I'm literally like two minutes. Yeah. And then Then oh, gone. Then I'm it's gone. hot again. I and know. there was like five minutes later be tea time mm-hmm. sprinkles. Yeah, I'll I'll Weird. tell you this. Um this week just my backyard's gonna be cut. Um Yeah, why is that? Well, because I don't like to wear much if it's this hot when I'm cutting grass, and I can't do that in the front yard. Okay, seriously? I don't want to put my crazy out on full display. Yeah, dude, you 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 know maybe yeah. wait till eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I think that's probably advisable. It's those long summer days, though. I mean, look look how light it is in the morning. <laughs> I know, like the sun's already coming up. I'm getting to work. It's crazy. I know. I mean, unlike today when the sun was completely up <laughs> at the time I made it here. Anyway, all right, Mulligan. a quick break here. Uh, Bernie's headlines are coming up. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. KPL News Time coming up now on 835, 79 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. Well, tropical depression, Cristobal, hitting Mississippi hard, really leaving many areas flooded. Now, the Mississippi governor, Tate Reeves, had plenty to say when he was on Fox and Friends to discuss what the impact has really been like for the state of Mississippi. We know that Cristobal uh, entered U.S. soil just west of the Louisiana-Mississippi line, which meant that we in Mississippi, our three coastal counties, were east of the eye of the storm, which typically in these storms with the rotation is the worst place that you can be. So we saw significant winds, wind uh, up to about 50 miles an hour. In addition to that, Uh, We saw a significant rising of water. And Reeves added. My message to the people of Mississippi is that we're going to get through this together. The the only way we can get through it is working together with one another. And and I'm convinced that there is uh, a united effort in our state uh, to do just that. We've got good people and Mississippians are some of the most generous people in all of the world. Significant flooding occurred throughout the three coastal counties. I've, I've been told that over 250 roads in those three coastal counties have experienced some level of flooding. We have significant damage on our beaches as well as our piers. And again, that's the Mississippi governor, Tate Reeves. Well, some Army bases named after Confederate generals may be renamed. A senior Army official tells Fox News that Secretary Ryan McCarthy is open to considering changing the names of some bases in the wake of protests over the death of George Floyd in police custody. The official says Secretary McCarthy has no intention of taking unilateral action and will seek bipartisan support. Army bases named after Confederate generals include Fort Bragg in North Carolina, Fort A.P. Hill in Virginia, and Camp Beauregard in Louisiana. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. In other headlines today, the U.S. is looking to lay down sanctions against Iran for violating a deal 
Fox's Trey Yanks has more on the story from Israel today. This week, sanctions went into effect against Iran's shipping industry, though experts warn the Trump administration maximum pressure campaign isn't working. These developments do come as congressional Republicans are set to unveil yet another round of sanctions against the regime in Tehran. These will be the largest in history. The Washington Free Beacon says the new proposal will include at least 140 new initiatives to hurt Iran's economy. There are currently a number of waivers in place that are allow the Iranians to do things like sell $800 million worth of electricity to Iraq over a two-year period. These types of waivers are expected to be a point of contention moving forward. The International Atomic Energy Agency that does serve as the UN's nuclear watchdog said on Friday, Iran continues to violate key terms of the 2015 nuclear deal. And Trey Yanks goes on to report that the Iran's violations include enriching uranium and creating more than the agreed amount in their deal. Germany urging caution as it's reported that President Trump plans to withdraw some U.S. troops from that country. Germany's defense minister saying the presence of American soldiers in that country makes both the U.S. and the transatlantic NATO alliance more secure. Annegret Kramp-Karrenbauer responding amid reports President Trump intends to cut U.S. troop numbers in Germany by more than a quarter, withdrawing 9,500 people from one of America's largest overseas deployments. The president has complained that Germany doesn't spend enough on defense. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. Well, boxing is back in Vegas despite a shakeup to the card brought on by COVID-19. Here's Matt Napolitano to explain. Michaela Mayer will not be defending her super featherweight title this evening against Helen Joseph after the undefeated boxer tested positive for the coronavirus, revealing on Instagram she was surprised by the diagnosis, but noting she is currently asymptomatic. But the rest of the top-ranked boxing card remains intact for tonight in Vegas, highlighted by WBC featherweight champ and Olympic silver medalist Shakur Stevenson taking on Felix Caraballo. The 22-year-old Stevenson is set to become the new face of American boxing, but he faces a tough challenger in Caraballo who has breezed through his last five opponents. Boxing makes its return to the MGM Grand in Las Vegas tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. A new study showing that social distancing has helped to curb the spread of COVID-19. Fox's Lisa Brady. This is House Call for Health. Some reminders of why we've gone through these three months of shutdowns and social distancing. A new study finds the shutdown orders saved nearly 5 million Americans from getting sick. The study from the University of California at Berkeley says many more people have the virus but are never diagnosed. So when you factor in those potential cases, the researchers say the actual number of infections avoided due to closures is more like 60 million. Meantime, health officials say a man who took part in a protest against police protection Brutality in Lawrence, Kansas, tested positive. Others who were at the protest are being advised to self-isolate and monitor for symptoms. For more on the coronavirus, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. The Louisiana Department of Health is reminding the public to catch up on routine vaccinations that went by the wayside due to restrictions from the coronavirus. State Immunization Director Dr. Frank Welch says... Medical facilities are open again, and it's time to get back on track with your vaccinations. Routine childhood vaccinations, ordinary vaccinations that we all get as teenagers and young adults, young children, even elderly people were told to stay home, and so they did not get their vaccine. Now, state and federal data shows a sharp drop in vaccine orders from January through April. 
And Welch says skipping vaccines can have disastrous consequences. The worst thing that could possibly happen is is if we went really far behind on our vaccinations and then we had some other problem like measles or mumps or something like that. And for the people who are uneasy about going to a doctor's office, Welch says most facilities have changed up the experience with their spread mitigation efforts. We will do frequent environmental cleaning. Your health care providers will be wearing a mask, so they're going to do everything they can to minimize the spread of COVID-19 while making sure you're up to date on your vaccines and preventive health care. It's coming up now on 842. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. We'll start to get back to normal here in the weather world across Acadiana. We'll get the winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers a little later on today. Maybe a thunderstorm or two in the later parts of the afternoon. Overnight lows drop down into the upper 70s. Pretty typical summer night coming up for south Louisiana this evening. And more showers on the way for tomorrow. In fact, a front going to be swinging across the area tomorrow afternoon could see some uh, showers popping up a 40 percent chance for rainfall then for your wednesday looking ahead towards the end of the week drier air actually works its way into the forecast good looking weather coming up and a little cooler in the mornings for both thursday and friday from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpal right now 79 degrees here at the kpal studios News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. So a little bit earlier today, Ambassador Caffrey between Friend Bustani and Vero, a report of a fender bender there. Again, that's Ambassador Caffrey between Friend Bustani and Vero School Road. Please make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there. Wait All a second. Right. Are you? Did you just Google that? I did not Google what? it. What? But I went to a section on one of my news uh, services. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. This is hilarious. Okay. So apparently, Christina Cuomo, who is the mm-hmm. wife of CNN mm-hmm. anchor Chris Cuomo, mm-hmm. has a has a yoga blog or mm-hmm. something. Okay. Right. And every day, should they? You know, right now, everyone's posting their pose because they've been practicing yeah. during COVID. You right. Know? And so there's what do a, they call that in Britain too? Well, I'm gonna have to think of what that is because remember they did this calendar series, and okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, anyways, yesterday, <laughs> Christina Cuomo posts this picture. Okay, and all in, of me. Why not take all of me? And in the background, yeah. Now there is some sort of a cop. Did you see the picture yet? Just, no, I did. I did not look at. I the know, picture. but look for the picture because then you'll all be able right. to understand this so more. Just type in Chris Cuomo yoga picture naked. Okay? okay. So basically there's a window pane or a column or something. So she must not have realized what it was. But there is there is a man. That is the Unless she just has random naked dudes. Unless she just has a random naked guy with the same skin tone as, right. as Chris Cuomo right. standing. Now luckily he's facing away from the camera. Okay, so you just see, you really just see his back mainly. You well, know, I'm just gonna be honest. You see about eh, a fourth of a cheek on one side and about 85% of his left cheek. Look, you gotta, you gotta be careful he when you're taking to pictures the left, at apparently. your house. You know, <laughs> you if gotta you're be naked, careful. If you're naked, don't take a picture of someone but, but with a mirror behind them. They may not know. 
Do you remember that? Remember that situation where there was the news anchor in California <laughs> and she was talking about her whole story was about ways to kind of keep your hair under control when you yes. couldn't go get your hair cut and everything right. else. So she's in her bathroom mirror and mm-hmm. she's facing away from the shower. Right. Yet there is a mirror of closet door <laughs> that's right there that on live TV you see her husband. See, and here's the problem. It's always the husbands just live in their life. Yeah. They get wrapped dudes, up. Dudes don't care. Okay, now, 15 years ago, there was this movie, mm-hmm. okay? Because you know how you have all these calendars, right? Okay. Some people do fundraisers by having calendars of, like, firefighters or stuff. Correct. Okay? Sensations. Okay, th- okay, maybe that would be one. They do. Okay, so, but in Britain, like 15 years or so ago, these ladies were trying to raise money for charity. Okay, so... But I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was hysterical. Was it, wasn't it called like Miss November or, or something, something like, like that. that? Okay. And then there was, there was, but before that, there was a group of guys and they were unemployed and having trouble and they were down on their luck and they created a calendar. Just did a calendar. But I think it was the full Nelson. I think everything was there. It was not just Chris Cuomo's oh. butt. Oh, yeah. You mean the full Monty? That's what I meant. Yeah, not full Nelson. I was thinking Nelson. half Nelson, like, wrestling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if his name's Nelson, but anyway. Um, so, I'm guessing we better hope that that's Chris Cuomo's of course. naked rear now, end in her not, yard. she has some questions to answer. Well, she Probably would have questions. And if she has any security at her house. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this guy doesn't look like he was being, he wasn't look like he was being intimidating or threatening well, in any way. Well, you would think if he was trying to threaten or intimidate her, he would be show facing, the full Monty. Well, he'd be facing her. Right. He's just kind of hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Just Now, you have a theory about why he was doing this. Well, he did have COVID-19. <laughs> and, and some you know, people everyone, suggest, some of the research suggests that people with lower vitamin D levels are more susceptible. And I'm pretty sure the less <laughs> clothes you're wearing on your body, the, the more, more you can absorb. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Right. So are you saying that when you go later on to your house, later in the afternoon, mm-hmm. when you're going to mow the lawn, yeah. that we should come over with cameras because... No. You won't it's get gonna anything. It's going to be the full Rob Monty. It won't. No. No. That, not when and there it won't are, even be a half Nelson. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but not when there are lawnmower blades involved. Okay? Things will be protected. And the best part is it, looks like, it looks like he might be on his phone. Yeah. But I'm, so. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's so, just. It's your own, what are Bernie. people saying about this? Well, it's just, I think it's just kind of funny. I it mean, is hilarious. You know what? It's your own house. And once well, again, yeah. another wife. Uh-huh. Has decided to take a picture in your house, <laughs> and you unsuspectingly end up in your picture. I mean, because you know, I've had a conversation with someone that we work with here regarding mm. dropping by, uh-huh. and this person always not says, tra- "Yeah, not dropping trout." <laughs> this person always says, "Well, you were in my neighborhood. Yeah, why didn't you stop by?" I don't do the stop I'm not, by. I'm not a stop buyer. I would have to call you first. Correct. I am not a stopper buyer. In the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. and even the 80s. You know, coffee's on, company might be coming. Yes. But nowadays, I got too much to do, yeah. and I'm like, I barely can find the coffee. Well, this person, because I, <laughs> I, I, said, I said the same thing. I'm not that guy, and right. if you have any friends who drop by unannounced, yes. they're not really your friends. That's okay. what I said. That's kind of, yeah. And so, and so <laughs> because I said, said, if you ever came to my house... Uh-huh. 
I mean, I am I am Peter Griffin through and through. Okay. My pants come off at the door. They don't make it six feet in the door, especially if it's hot outside. Come okay, on. Okay, but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. That theory, that that process, that works at my house because I have a tiny house and it's run by two little dogs. Yeah. Two little Shih Tzus own it all. The person you are speaking of, I can understand why they tell people to drop by because right. their home is a show place. Well, I'll say, it's I will say this. They actually I said, just want to hang in their dining room 24 <laughs> 7 okay. because it's so beautiful. So their reason was. Okay, what's their reason? That their bedroom is upstairs right. and it's to one side of the house. Uh, so if they can't just run up to get dressed if the UPS man needs a signature. <laughs> and so they're, they just, as a, as a, as a rule, rule, they're just. Yeah, usually dress. They like to leave their windows open. You know what, and all be fully I'm saying? Dressed. Better than <laughs> The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at luxurylimooflafayette.net. There's a scientific magazine out there called Nature Climate Change. They just published a new study about sand. Now, the scientists have conducted this highly scientific, very scholarly study. Tell us that by the year 2100, almost half of the sandy beaches in the world could be gone. They might be gone. They maybe will be gone. Maybe due to climate change. The study's lead author, a guy named Michaelis Vuzdukas, says it's likely that half the world's beaches will be lost. Of course, minorities will be hardest hit. West African nations could lose 60% of their beaches. Now, those of you who live on the world's beaches have 80 years to do something. You should start now, immediately. While you still can, you you should begin stockpiling sand. Start putting sand in your storage lockers today. If you start saving your beach sand right this minute, in 80 years, you'll be in great shape. Your beachfront neighbors will have no beach, but you sand savers will still be able to enjoy your beachfront property. Oh, you might be lucky. In 80 years, it could turn out that you're part of the 50% of beach owners whose sand will not be affected by climate change. And then you can sell the sand that you've saved for a huge profit. Either way, it's a win-win. Become a sand prepper. There's no downside. And think of the turtles that you can attract to your property if you're the only one that has any sand left. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. Well, the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own... You could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to lifelock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. Lifelock.com, promo code RUSH, 25. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Depend on it. 
I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Wall Street looking to give back some of its gains from yesterday's rally. The Federal Reserve Board expanding its Main Street lending program to allow more small and medium-sized businesses to be able to receive support. The program, which is slated to start soon, will have the Fed lend directly to individual companies. It'll lower the minimum amount companies can borrow, raise the maximum loan for companies that want to expand existing ones. And we now know what people were drinking during lockdown. Down. Brown Foreman, the parent company of brands like Jack Daniels and Finlandia, reporting a fiscal fourth quarter profit that missed expectations, while sales fell less than forecast, partly because of strong growth in off-premise sales that is direct-to-consumer sales for consumption off the premises of establishments like bars and also strong e-premise sales. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. 80 degrees here at the KPL Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. Well, the Louisiana Department of Health says there was a sharp decline in vaccinations and they're urging residents to get back on track with any preventative health care where vaccinations are concerned for your kids. State and federal data shows a sharp drop in vaccine orders from January through April. Due to the pandemic, not only were many medical offices closed, but we were all told to shelter in place at home. State Immunization Director Dr. Frank Welch says now that those facilities are opened again, it's time to get back on track with preventative maintenance health care routines that may have gone to the wayside. And vaccinations were ones of those. Welch says health care providers have enhanced spread mitigation efforts so they can be safer to visit, but don't wait too long to get that vaccine. Don't wait till the, you know, back to school rush. I'm Kevin. So the pace of the special session will accelerate this week. Here's more details on what's going on. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says lawmakers were slow to start the session, not even filing enough bills to match the 41 items on the agenda. He says the budget, though, is set to take center stage. I think they're going to try to, to, to get that underneath their belt pretty quickly. Along with sought-after changes to unemployment to push workers off unemployment rolls and back into the workforce, Alford says... We're going to start to see bills that target tax breaks for businesses. He says those will generate bitter partisan battles. I'm Matt Doyle. And an LSU study indicates that 42% of residents know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. 23% of respondents say they know someone whose death was attributed to the virus. From the disease or complications related to the disease. LSU Public Policy Lab Director Michael Henderson says it's a testament to just how widespread the impact of the virus is on the state and its effect on the comfort levels of returning to pre-COVID life. 77% are uncomfortable with the idea of getting on a plane now. And then three quarters are uncomfortable with going to a large sports or entertainment event. Like pre-COVID, you're not going to have 75% of people in Louisiana of all states. I'm Kevin Barnhart. It's coming up now on 903. 
Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting up to around 92 degrees. A 30% chance for isolated to scattered showers and thunderstorms later this afternoon. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Overnight low is going to drop down into the upper 70s, about 77 degrees tonight. Got a little front working its way across the area. Tomorrow could uh, bring a round of scattered showers for your Wednesday, but the bigger issue is going to be some drier air. Going to get into the forecast here towards the end of the week. Should be looking pretty good by Thursday, Friday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 83 degrees here at KPL Weather. Brought to you by Overhead Door of Lafayette. They'll work for you. Trust no one else. You want to have the best overhead door of Lafayette. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, no crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. So just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there. If you do see some traffic trouble, you can always give us a call. Our number here is 232-1542. 232-1542.